the pounding begins. The wagons are circled. Every wind is raided. It's football time in America, and this republic has never been stronger. The Sportsocracy, Beer City's best sports talk, live from the Ingalls studio. It's ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app, and we're seen everywhere on YouTube. Go to thesportocracy.com, click the live video link, subscribe to the channel. Join us in the chat. It is Power Rankings Tuesday. We'll get to the Power Rankings in the uh, second and third hours of the program. But first, we must let Jeremy have his moment because the steam was still coming out of his ears when I saw him come into Radio Ranch this morning. The New York football jets and the los angeles chargers last night on monday night football take it away jeremy oh well you know (laughs) i uh you know you know two receivers not good neither is the quarterback neither are the jets uh i've i've done this for a long time all right, 30, 30 years of Jet fandom. I have never been more absolutely disgusted with the product put on a field than I was last night. Let me just, if you didn't watch it, let's just recap. We went into a game here that I said Breeze Hall needs to be the central factor of the offense, yes. right? So does it make a lot of sense, just in theory, when you've got a backup right tackle who's actually your fourth, your third right tackle is now playing guard, you got a rookie playing center, well, you got your left tackle, he's here, and one of your biggest free agency busts ever. Does it make a lot of sense to run the same trap play out of shotgun over and over again? <laughs> well, boo, we weren't successful when we ran. Nobody could be successful doing what you were doing. Nobody's scared of this ridiculously pathetic offense. But at least we have the leader in Robert Sala, whose reaction every time the camera pointed to him was nothing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to do it for an uncomfortably it's long like, period of time because that's what they did every single time. It's like having Todd Bowles as your coach. Um, Robert Sala is not a good head coach. He's not. Uh, the defense is fantastic. And you know what? That and a dollar will get you? A Coke because this is a sport where you have to score. Last night, you forced Justin Herbert into inarguably his worst game as a pro. And you got beat 27 to six. You didn't give up 200 yards of offense and you got beat 27 to six. That was the most surprising part of it for me when I woke up this morning and saw the final score of that game and went, how, how did that happen? How did you only give up 191 yards and somehow you gave up that much? But that's what happens when you turn the ball over, right? When you give up those short fields that end up turning into points. 
when well, you, I mean, you know, the the kickoff return or the punt return for the touchdown that didn't help either. Well, the punt return was the start of it, uh, and we have a uh, big old big one of these. I'm your huckleberry. Uh, from Curtis Davis, resident Chargers fan. Congratulations on your win. I'm about to vehemently disagree with everything you just said, but uh, congratulations on your win. Uh, you, you knew you were going to hear from me, and yes, I did. Brees ran into the sixth-ranked run defense that still hasn't seen a 100-yard rusher this season. That one-dimensional offense, uh, the one dimension being Keenan Allen. Mm -hmm. Keenan Allen was damn near irrelevant for this entire game. He had one of the best catches you'll ever see. He was damn near irrelevant, Uh, as was Justin Herbert, as was Austin Eckler. Uh, As for how good that defense is, it's really not that hard to be good when you don't run a single time outside of the guards. I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to throw shade on the Chargers. All you really had to do last night was show up. Because that was putrid. Mm-hmm. If you had told me going into this game that Zach Wilson would throw 49 times, I would have had you drug tested. And it all falls on Nathaniel Hackett. And now I'm going to say the thing that is what I have been... <sighs> I've been trying to figure out how I was going to say what's getting ready to come out of my mouth. Okay. Because, you know, we, we have a, a good number of Packer fans that watch this show. And I couldn't figure out over the course of the offseason why you were so, I'm going to say callous to losing Aaron Rodgers, to go with Jordan Love. And you would defend Jordan Love and tell me how good he was. And I never really thought you believed that. I now fully understand why. Because the Jets are completely backed into a corner, and it's all because of Aaron Rodgers. Every Hmm. single iota of this is because Aaron Rodgers. Now, I understand why he did it. I'm not telling you I didn't. But this is what desperate teams do. This is what desperate teams do. And Bill Budacek's trying to take a victory lap of how terrible Nathaniel Hackett is. Here's the problem. Nathaniel Hackett is probably not terrible, but he doesn't have somebody to check off at the line. Zach Wilson has no clue. There were times last night that I was calling out the play call before it happened. If I know that, I guarantee you the Chargers do. It was so blatantly obvious. Every single time you stepped on the field, what you were doing, you had no shot at success. You mix that with the fact that every time Zach Wilson got hit, he got sacked. Chargers had eight quarterback hits, had eight sacks. Yep. What does that tell you? What does that tell you? That all you're doing in the downs that you're not getting hit is putting him to the top of a three-step drop and telling him to fire away. He could have been picked off five separate times last night. It was unbelievably brutal. And now I don't know where you go. I really don't. Because you built this offense for Aaron Rodgers. Well, Aaron ain't here. All right, Mm -hmm. I saw him throwing 55-yard passes in in pregame. None of that matters if you're four and seven by the time he can physically run. And that's where you're headed because you play the Raiders this week and you just gave them every bit of blood in the water you could possibly want to. Max Crosby right now is looking at Billy Turner going, this is going to hurt your feelings. (laughs) You should retire before you put your jersey on on Sunday night or I'm going to end your career. Right. You're stuck with Alan Lazard, who is an absolute dumpster fire. Can't block, can't catch, can't do anything. Randall Cobb, another one of his little buddies. Analytically, the worst receiver in the NFL. These are all Aaron's guys. Mm -hmm. And so now here's my question. What do you do? If you're the New York Jets, what do you do? 
I'm not sitting here telling you the season's over because it's not. As long as you got a defense that good, you can beat anybody. And as long as you have an offense that bad, you can lose to anybody. Absolutely. But let's say Aaron were to come back. You think he's not going to get hit 15 times a game? Of course he is. Of course, of course he, he is. is. Of course he's he is. 39 years old. Or is he 40? Has he turned 40 yet? He's 39. 39 years old behind that offensive line the first time he touched the field. He got hurt. And I know that was a freak thing. It was a freak thing, and was, I'm not putting anything into but that. It, but but to me, that was that was the sign. The number one thing that I had I had a, a question about this team was your offensive line. Are you going to be able to protect this guy? And it's only gotten worse every second of the season. Well, I man, that's what happens when guys get hurt every single week. No doubt. It was a bad – and don't get me wrong, it was a flawed premise to begin with. Mm-hmm. Having 40-year-old Dwayne Brown – at left tackle, Makai Becton at right, which is the position he was adamantly against playing because the bulky knee is on that side. Mm-hmm. Then you have to move him to the left. You go complete rotating door at right tackle. Here you are. Yeah, this is this is what we told you is that you're going into a season with a line that has a lot of question marks. Mm-hmm. You didn't make the move on Ezra Cleveland because you didn't know what the scheme fit was. Let me be really honest with you. Uh, Grover Cleveland could have been your guard last night. It'd been better than Max Mitchell. Billy Turner out at right tackle. Tina Turner could have been your right tackle. Would have been less of a sieve, I promise you. At least they would have been distracted by her hair and her vocal range. Because Billy Turner was nothing more than a speed bump. And the thing that really bothers me, Robert Sala's in completely over his skis. It is pathetic to watch an NFL head coach that can't even speak to the coordinator to go, hey, should we do something different? I didn't see him speak to a player on the offense the entire night. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, you're embarrassing yourself on national television. Nathaniel Hackett looks like he should be selling lumber at the Home Depot, sitting there chomping on his chewing gum with a pencil in his hat. I never thought I could hate an offensive coordinator as much as I hated his father. Uh We're here. We found one. Found one. And he has (laughs) the same last name. And you can't get out from underneath any of this. Mm -hmm. You know why? Because you're completely beholden to Aaron Rodgers. He came here for Nat Hackett. He came here for Robert Sala. He came here for Joe Douglas. And you don't have another option because he can ride off into the sunset anytime he wants to. And this is what bad loser franchises do. You paint yourself in a corner and then you want to play the victim when it doesn't go your way. And if I hear Robert Sala say, we're close one more time, (laughs) holy (laughs) Jehovah, blood will come out of my ears. You're close to a competent high school offense. You're not in the stratosphere of a competent NFL offense. I've never seen what I saw last night. In the last 25 years, do you know how many teams have allowed less than 200 yards and lost by more than a touchdown? Three of them. Four. Do you know how many of them lost by more than 10? None of them. None before last night. You lost 27 to 6. They couldn't do anything offensively and scored 27 points because you're that inept. And it is unbelievable to me that anybody that got this far in the NFL could be so mind-numbingly incompetent as to look at this and go, you know, we've done this now. This is our eighth game. Let's keep doing this five-man front 
no tight ends, no running back stay in the block. We'll send five receivers in formation. And you know what? Let's just hope they only send three. Because surely, out of the kindness of their heart, they'll do that eventually. Or, or, maybe you just made the most incompetent defensive coordinator in the league. And I know he's the head coach, but he's the one that calls the defense. You just made him look competent. I hate to break this to you, Charger fans, and we're going to talk about you coming up next. Nothing you saw last night changes nary a word of anything I have said about you. You still have a complete loser of a head coach. And now he just got a reprieve mm-hmm. because, well, on Monday Night Football, we'd beat him 27 to 6. Every team in the NFL would have beat the Jets last night. Every one of them. New England would beat them. Carolina Panthers would have beat them. All of them. That's how bad that was. Not the Giants. The Giants would have beat them. The Giants <laughs> should have beat them the week before with negative nine passing yards. I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm lost. I, I, can't, I, I shouldn't laugh. I really shouldn't laugh. But I feel like this was highly predictable. Because I predictabled it. This you didn't off- predictable twenty-seven this, to six. No, but this offense is so terrible. Eight and touchdowns it's just in eight weeks. Not getting better. No, it never. No, it's gets getting worse. Right. No, it's getting worse. Right. And it's so unequivocally, in- it's getting worse. But it's so inexplicable. Other than you have a head coach or you have coordinators or whoever just sitting there with their fingers in the ear in their ears going yeah we're close no we're fine we don't need to make any changes something is wrong oh there's a lot wrong you have a completely incompetent head coach that if you i mean tank's been around me for enough jet games i've never been a buyer on robert sala no he is a johnny rah-rah little cheerleader that I've never actually seen you make an adjustment. Your defense is great. You're a world-class defensive coordinator. You're not a head coach. Because when things went awry for Zach Wilson, who did he turn to last night? Did you notice every time he went to the bench what happened? He'd sit there with his tablet, and Nathaniel Hackett would be standing next to him. And I guarantee you he was thinking the same thing I am. You are so damn incompetent that I would rather one of the fans in the stadium be sitting next to me right now than you. Because I have no belief in you. None. You can work with Aaron Rodgers. You don't work anywhere else. And if you look back through time, you get away from veteran quarterbacks, and all of a sudden Nathaniel Hackett's this guy. I will give people credit on that. I didn't think somebody that had been a head coach in this league could be this absolutely mind-numbingly incompetent. Mm-hmm. But he is. He is the biggest uh, you know, name-dropper, coattail rider, that there has been in a while in the league. He got the job because of Aaron. He got the Denver job because how good he was when he had Aaron. And it was an immediate disaster. And now you bring him to New York, where it was supposed to get better because he has Aaron, but give him no Aaron. And, I mean, what you're in the you? same boat. Yeah. You're in the same boat of sheer incompetence. Mm-hmm. Joe Douglas has done a great job drafting. The problem is you've got two Maseratis sitting out in front of a single one. Garrett Wilson, he's angry and he should be. Brees Hall, he's angry and he should be. Mm-hmm. The second best receiver on this team is Xavier Gibson. And and look, I love X. Great player, great kid, great story. He is a 5'9", 5'10", slot receiver kick returner. That's the only other weapon you have. And this falls on everybody from the top down. Everybody. Your defense is awesome. So is the Cleveland Browns. And you know what? They're at least pseudo-competent offensively. Mm-hmm. You're not. What Troy Aikman said last night is exactly accurate. 
This is a bad football team with a good defense. And I'll go a step further. This is a bad football team with a great defense. Yep. You did things last night that are unheard of for how pitiful you were when you had the ball. And I give credit to every one of those guys that put on a helmet on that defense last night because it would have been easy to roll over and die. And the fact you only gave up 27 points is almost dumbfounding. But this team is DED. Stop talking about Aaron Rodgers. At the very earliest, mm -hmm. if he was somehow bionic, would be after the two division games. You're losing the next three. Because now the, the book's out. I can stack eight in the box and dare him to beat me. He doesn't have enough time to beat me. And I will and I will say, outside of the fumbles last night, Zach Wilson wasn't terrible. He got his brains beat out, mm -hmm. and he holds the ball too long. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't his fault. But it's hard to – I mean, it's hard not to, right? It's hard I'm not, not to sure when there's your, a offensive quarterback. Line, your offensive line's not blocking and your receivers can't get open. I think the stat was the Chargers had 41 pressures last night. Yes. I mean, they only hit Zach eight times. Mm -hmm. But they had 41 pressures. I'm not sure there's a quarterback in the NFL that could sustain that. Yeah. Conversely, the Jets had 26 and they made Justin Herbert, who's a top 10 quarterback in this league, look absolutely god-awful. Yep. You had 15 more with a kid that is a fringe NFL player in the first place. Of course, this is how it went. Yep. So, I got duped again. New York Jets, it's what they do. Yep. It's what they do. It is what And they now do. you're stuck waiting for a bionic-legged 39-year-old quarterback to hopefully give you something that resembles a competent offense. Mm -hmm. New York Jet football at its finest. <laughs> You're in the Sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400. There was another team that played on Monday Night Football last night. They actually got the win, 27-6. to What does it say about the Los Angeles Chargers? We'll talk about it after this. The Asheville Championship returns to Harris Cherokee Center in Asheville November 10th and 12th. This year's field is the best yet. The Clemson Tigers, Maryland Terrapins, Davidson Wildcats, and the Blazers of UAB. Four exciting matchups with a champion to be crowned at one of the premier early season tournaments in college basketball. For more information and to get your tickets, go to AshevilleChampionship.com. That's AshevilleChampionship.com. It all starts in Asheville November 10th and 12th. Proudly sponsored by Ingalls Markets. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. The Sportsocracy. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man! 
Back in the Sportsocracy, ESPN Asheville, inside the Ingles studio. The Los Angeles Chargers. Dominant win on Monday Night Football. I mean, at least on the scoreboard, right? I mean, 21-point win, that's a dominant win in the NFL. Uh, yeah, you got a cakewalk touchdown at the end where the drive started on the two. Right. Yeah, I don't. I didn't see a dominant win. I saw an inept <laughs> offense and a Chargers team that is exactly what I told you they were. Mm-hmm. Just be real honest with yourself. Look at the schedule. They play the Lions th- this week. Uh, Lions. Mm-hmm. Competent offense. Lions. Then you go to Lambeau. That should be a win. Mm-hmm. You still have to play Baltimore, Buffalo, and the Chiefs. You're ten and seven at best if you win every game that you're supposed to, and I have no faith in this staff to do that. Yep. I keep hearing how good the defense was. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> your, your pass rushers were real good, and you made a terrible passing offense one dimensional very quickly. I still don't know how you're supposed to stop Pat Mahomes. I mean, the Jets had open receivers. The problem is, by the time they were open, Zach was already on his back. I just. I feel like this was a stay of execution for Brandon Staley. And I'm hearing a lot of happy Charger fans today. I don't know why you're happy about this. Because, you, I mean, you won a game. You won a game you're supposed to win, right? And that's that's part of the process of we don't win the games, right? We're, we're, we're not winning as much as we need to be. This is a game you had to have. I don't know that anybody's doing flips over beating Twitter the New York says Jets. That. Twitter says there's more of them than you would think. Okay. I, and and I get it. I, be happy. Your team won. It's a victory Tuesday. Congratulations. But, I, I mean, I, I feel like you should be kind of pumping the brakes on this thing of going, okay, we beat the Bears and the Jets back-to-back. Mm-hmm. Right? We, we, we just beat a team that should not be in the playoff discussion any longer. I, I thought And of- we kept ourselves alive in that conversation. But we're going to continue to do this win one, lose one, win one, lose one. For the rest of the season, I I just I, over the course of the entire night, I thought a lot about Charger fans, and you deserve better than what you're getting here. The Kellen Moore thing is not nearly nearly as productive as you would think. Mm-hmm. It blew my mind how many times they threw the ball last night in ways that didn't make any sense. Like throwing it to Austin Eckler on Sauce Gardner, what? I'm gonna need you to walk me through that and figure out how did we get there. All right, if you're trying to use him as a decoy because Robert Sala's defense is infuriating and stupid at times, and you take Sauce off with the running back, okay, I, I get that. You're working a one-on-one matchup with Keenan Allen. I get it. How'd that ball come out of your hands? That had a zero point zero percent chance of success, and I thought that over and over and over again running austin eckler right up the gut at quinn and williams you know that's not what he does right like get him out on the edge maybe throw a pass or two to him and see if maybe you can deal with a linebacker like cj mosley i'm pretty sure was actively drunk last night if he wasn't he's blind or bad one of those right don't know which one right I just I walked away from last night feeling exactly the same way about the Chargers that I did. 
I am really glad that your offense was so bad that you didn't make it 62 to six, which I was afraid of for a solid bit of last night. Yeah. Yeah. You got to give the defense of the Jets credit for holding them to 191 yards. Mm-hmm. It's Herbert's worst game of his career, statistically. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Which, was, uh, which I feel like was highly predictable right against that defense. I just did not realize that that offense would be that bad. Well, I also would be remiss if I didn't point out, tell me that this is not the New York Jettiest thing you've ever heard. They changed their Twitter name. It said New York, it said NY Jets, a Thomas Morstead burner account. That's the punter that had uh, 13 punts last week. Yeah. First in NFL history to ever pin a team inside the five three times in one game. Mm-hmm. Had another nine this week, this week didn't mm-hmm. he? Yeah, he also flatlined one the first punt of the game and outkicked his coverage. Yeah. That's the jettiest thing you'll ever hear in your life. <laughs> Lauding the punter as the MVP of the team, and then immediately he gives up the first touchdown. We, lo- we love our punter and how wonderful and great he is and grumper. Yeah. What do you think of the Kellen Moore situation? Like he came to this team and there was all the hype, right? Do you do, do you blame this on him? Is this a downfall of his system that he just doesn't fit with these pieces, or is it because of the injuries to the to the receivers? Well, that it's the receivers a are, the receivers are not good. I mean, with no Josh Palmer, no Mike Williams, you know, he got hurt way early in the season. I, I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. There were times last night that. I, what infuriated me so much was I was looking at this offense going, we could do this all night long. You're never going to score. So long as you don't get the ball inside the 50-yard line, you're never going to score. Mm-hmm. But How they many did th- twice. Uh, they kicked a field goal. No, every other drive started inside the 50-yard line. You had a punt return. You got it at the 50 on your touchdown off a fumble. And then everything else you had were field goals. We could have done it all night long. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it was Soaring Eagle that asked me why is uh, Quentin Johnson not getting catches or not getting targets? Well, the only thing that I can see is because he has this rare disorder. He has ten thumbs, and his hands they don't work so good. I mean, last night would have been the night. Yes, because he had DJ Reed, who is a short little dude, great corner, but short little dude on him all night long. He couldn't get open. No, he couldn't get open. Um, Eckler didn't really do much. Keenan Allen had a couple catches and they were very timely catches at that. And the, the, whatever you want to call that little pirouette he did. Whoo. That is, that is, it still makes some good moves for an old man. That is, that is good at football. It's good at the old footballs. Mm-hmm. The Los Angeles Chargers continue to be one of the most talented teams in the in the league. The roster is fantastic. The coaching is awful. So maddening. And now you asked me about Kellen Moore. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's that hard to figure out. This is a broken system. This is a this is a Boise State quarterback that played in that kooky air raid offense, and he does not understand how cavalry, how paramount it is in the NFL to run ball and get it. There were times last night this game was over. All you're trying to do is get the clock to roll. And what is he doing? Dropping Justin Herbert back five steps and getting him teed off on. I It was it was dumbfounding to me. I looked at Amy at one point before she went to bed because she, she couldn't handle the sound of my voice anymore. And frankly, I don't blame her. I looked at her and said, if I was Kellen Moore, I swear to God, I would kneel on all three snaps and punt it back. 
I'm not getting anybody hurt. Just snap the ball, kneel it, let two minutes roll off the clock, punt it back, and let them turn it back over to you. Right. Your best offense at this point is their offense. <laughs> but, I mean, my question coming away from last night, what te- name me the team that I'm getting ready to say that you think the Chargers are better than right now. Can't, just stop me when I say one. Okay. Kansas City Chiefs, Baltimore Ravens, Jacksonville Jaguars, Miami Dolphins, Pittsburgh Steelers, Cleveland Browns, Cincinnati Bengals, Buffalo Bills, Houston Texans. Houston. I don't know that I agree with you. No, I'll go Houston and Pittsburgh. I don't know that I agree with you. And here's the thing. You take those two out, mm-hmm. and you're the eight seed. Yep. Yep. And I don't agree with you on either one of them, to be really honest. You have better talent. They are exponentially better coached than you. Agreed. The Los Angeles Chargers have a Super Bowl roster with a toilet bowl coach. Mm-hmm. And he just got a stay of execution for another week because you were impressive on Monday Night Football. Ah, it's just a week. It's just a week. Although you're going to continue to do this for the rest of the season. He's I'm not almost anywhere. dead convinced now there's no shot he doesn't make it through the end of the year. No. Because at this point, because if you, you look at the schedule, you're going to win. I would say their baseline is probably eight and nine, mm-hmm. but I think your ceiling is ten and seven. Yep. You and sh- you strike me as a team that's going to lose either at the Raiders or to the Broncos or to the Patriots, and as soon as you do, the season's basically over. Mm-hmm. Because I see no path you beat the Lions, I see no path you beat the Ravens, and I see no path you beat the Bills or the Chiefs. Nope. Doesn't look good. You're in the Sportsocracy, the ZSPN, Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. When we come back, it'll be time to get just a bit outside. The Asheville Championship returns to Harris Cherokee Center in Asheville, November 10th and 12th. This year's field is the best yet. The Clemson Tigers, Maryland Terrapins, Davidson Wildcats, and the Blazers of UAB. Four exciting matchups with a champion to be crowned at one of the premier early season tournaments in college basketball. For more information and to get your tickets, go to AshevilleChampionship.com. That's AshevilleChampionship.com. It all starts in Asheville November 10th and 12th. Proudly sponsored by Ingalls Markets. Running a small business is no small task. At Home Trust Bank, we work hard to prepare businesses for whatever tomorrow may bring. Your dreams are our business. And we have local experts who can help you plan for a successful future. Dependable guidance you need and service you'll appreciate. At Home Trust Bank, we take your small business banking personally. Visit your local Home Trust branch or anytime at htb.com. Member FDIC. The best season of the year is here. Tailgate season. Monster Brewing presents this season's MVP. The Beast Unleashed. With four bold, familiar flavors. With zero caffeine and zero sugar. Beast Unleashed is your new pregame ritual. With white haze, mean green, peach perfect, and scary berries, there's a flavor for every fan. The Beast Unleashed. 6% alcohol by volume. Unleashed responsibly. Must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed. Available at your local retailer. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The Sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. We're back in the Ingalls studio on ESPN Asheville. Thanks for joining us. Time to get just a bit outside. And the NCAA's got a lot on his plate right now. Uh, They got this whole investigation into Michigan and the shine-stealing scandal. That's hard for me to say for some reason today. Uh, The shine-stealing scandal. We'll give you an update on 
that in just a moment. Um, but they're also being asked for one thing, and I think it's one of the easiest things that we should finally just the NCAA Division One Board of Directors should all come together and go. You know what? We we have one rule that's it's pretty stupid. I I still don't really understand why we still have to have a transition period. Teams not able to participate in postseason play when they're making the transition from FCS up to FBS. But we do. And JMU, James Madison, is sitting here at 9-0 and on the season. And they're not going to be eligible for a bowl game. Which is stupid. Because they're still serving their transition period. I thought this was dumb when we've done it in college basketball in the past. Hell, the last few years, that uh, Bellarmine team. They, they're finally it, eligible in basketball it's four years right they've done it what two years in a row mm-hmm. won the conference and not have and not been able to play in the ncaa tournament which is ridiculous uh so it's four years in basketball it's two years in football and the uh, the only reason that i can find out there that is that where this pilot the transition period is rooted is years ago when they did the rule it was so that they could ensure that teams moving up to the FBS could be up to academic standards of oh, I would have thought it the other for, schools. I would have thought it would have been from athletic standards of you no. have a couple years to recruit at a higher level. No, it's all about academics, That's making stupid. sure that you have Division One academic standards hey, that are uh, met. NCAA, and, if it starts with academic and has anything to do with you, we should probably just, <laughs> just, just probably bring that, that one out. Ditch that thing right now. It is absolutely crazy that we still do this. But a 9-0 and team, I mean, I feel like there shouldn't even be a, 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 a transition period in football, especially. No. It's, it's just can, another dumb thing the NCAA if does. If you can come from the, from the lower level and immediately have an impact, like we've seen Appalachian State do and Georgia Southern and those, and those teams, you should be able to compete for a bowl immediately. Uh, who's more deserving of going to a bowl game? Uh, Old Dominion, who's 4-5, and five, or JMU, who's 9-0? and oh. JMU. And by the way, JMU's played a better schedule. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a joke. But we didn't talk about this before the show. Your story feeds right into mine. You may not have this problem for much longer because I think we now know the name of the person that's going to kill the NCAA. Oh, her name is Claudia Wilkin. Mm-hmm. She's a federal judge. Okay. She was the federal judge that ruled in both NIL cases, the Ed O'Bannon deal, uh, and the kid who from West Virginia, whose name I can't remember off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean Alston. Well, now this kind of flew under the radar, but three former NCAA athletes, Arizona state swimmer, Grant house, former Illinois football player Tamir Oliver and current TCU women's basketball player Sedona Prince have filed a class action lawsuit against the NCAA. Okay. It was originally an antitrust lawsuit. Do you know how how class action works? As soon as you're given class action status, the punitive damages triple. They sued for $1.4 billion. They were granted class action status. Yep. So now every NCAA athlete that was not allowed to benefit from their NIL name, image, and likeness, they can retroactively sue the NCAA. Mm-hmm. Do, do you know how many athletes that is? It's Too over 1,500 that qualify for $4.2 billion. It bankrupt the NCAA. 
I've our buddy Adam Gold talks to a lot of people around the NCAA, and I've heard his theory about the the NCAA tournament expanding and a lot of other things. I cannot say this clearly enough. It's not going to matter mm-hmm. because it's not going to exist. Seth Davis said that on his show yesterday. Is the power? It's power six in college basketball. Will break away and just do their own tournament. Yep. I've screamed that for three years, and this is why I've screamed that for three years. How many times do you have to look at the at the NCAA and go, "What exactly do you do for me? What exactly is it you'd say you do here?" Before, okay, we don't need you, right? We you're can you're getting sued for billions of dollars. We're just going to go over here and uh, sorry everything that's not in the Power Five. Ooh, I can start up a tournament committee. Oh, wait, I already have one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Because that's all the NCAA is. I think it's done. To the bigger schools. And, and I, Pat McAfee said it. I agreed with it. And I've, we've, I've been screaming it for three years. Mm-hmm. The death of the NCAA will come within the next five years. Yep. Yep. And then if you're a fan of uh, Appalachian State or Western Carolina, Good luck, because your games are about to become practically impossible to find. Because all of the big boys are going to take the Power Five, and everything else is going to be left to wither on the vine. Yep. It's in. unfortunate, but the inc- incompetence tends to do that. Right. Well, the NCAA is investigating the sign-stealing scandal at Michigan. Connor Stallions, he has been fired by Michigan uh, and yesterday we had our next step in what's coming. The Big Ten has sent a letter to Michigan formally notifying them that the punishment's coming. There is some sort of a punishment. They haven't said what it is. They haven't hinted at it. It will be coming down probably tomorrow or Thursday is what I'm hearing or what I'm reading. And... This was a necessary step by the bylaws of the Big Ten. Um, When the league is going to step in and punish a school, they have to give you notification that the punishment's coming. And that was the letter that that, uh, Michigan got yesterday from the Big Ten. They know something untoward occurred. We have all the evidence that we need and I have all the pressure from everybody else in the conference that nobody else is going to push back on this. If, this I, if I'm, uh, what, what's his name, Tony? Is it Tony Petiti, yes. the, the, the commissioner of the Big Ten? I have all of the ammo that I need to go after Michigan and Harbaugh. This was, I said yesterday that there was news coming down on Harbaugh at some point yesterday. Uh, this was apparently what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. And what this means is that the Big Ten is basically saying, I got enough. And it's coming. Yep. And it's probably coming pretty quickly. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. It could be a suspension for Harbaugh. It could be a fine for Harbaugh. It could be a fine for the school. They could even go down the path of taking their TV revenue away from them. That's where this gets dicey. Uh, the The other thing I was told, the TRO. So... If this suspension comes down, you told me before the show, Jim Harbaugh's attorneys are ready to file an injunction within 10 minutes. Yes. According to sources, they said, quote, within 10 minutes of any punishment, we would be in a courtroom. And here's the problem with that. So this punishment's coming from the Big Ten, Mm -hmm. not the NCAA. So what I was told is, yes, Jim Harbaugh is allowed to do that. The problem is, is that Michigan does not have to go with him. 
because they actually sign when you become a member of an institution like this, like the Big Ten, you sign a deal that says we will not fight you on things like this. Right. So Michigan can't support him. And trust me, with the way things are going right now, you're not going to no. Uh, you're not going to rattle the boat with the Big Ten. No, Michigan has to let this go. Yes, Michigan has to let Harbaugh fight his own legal battle here. This is going to get incredibly interesting incredibly quickly. Yes. Whenever the punishment comes down, whatever it's going to be, I feel like they're going to go they they're going to try to go suspension. Uh just quickly while we're talking about college football, do you have any mm-hmm. guesstimate of how the poll comes down tonight? Oh. Well, I mean nothing changes with the top 4 Oh, I, 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 I mean, think I something changes. I don't. I don't know if the order, so to speak, changes for the top three. I could see them putting uh, Washington over Florida State. If I had to make a bet, I will say Georgia goes to one. Okay, and it's just the committee. Ohio State keeps looking less than ideal against middle tier competition, and now Georgia has that win that they can go. Hey, look, we we beat Missouri. Yep, yep. that's top fifteen win. Georgia goes to one. Ohio State goes to two. I would say Michigan stays at three. Washington will leapfrog Florida State, which is stupid. If you compare the schedules, strength of strength of record, strength of schedule, Florida State wins all of it. But mm-hmm. the the disrespect was obvious last week. It will continue this week. Washington leapfrogs them. Therefore, Florida State's five, Oregon six, Texas seven, Alabama eight. Yep. I would and that's the only that's, te- that's the only eight teams still left. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Obviously, I would. If they want to go, if they want to put Georgia at one, as a fan, I'll be all over that. Awesome. I don't know that we should be. In fact, in the power rankings that we've done for the last what six weeks, we haven't had Georgia at one once. It's been Michigan. The I've had Michigan time. there all year, and until they give me a reason to to doubt them, mm-hmm. that's where they will stay. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. How I wonder how that uh, that might affect that Michigan team going after the because uh, because I mean they heck there's there's some talking about a possible bowl ban that's been brought from up. the big 10 i'll believe that when i say 100 oh, percent. but they could they could come out and say that's hey, like, no postseason play for you that's like those people that said i will never watch the nfl again yeah you will i'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll believe that when i see it right, let me call you next uh, next sunday see where you're at because i have a doing. i have a weird feeling in the background i'm gonna hear seven hours of commercial free football no yeah doubt. i thought you weren't watching that anymore yeah. oh, okay no it's doubt. easy to say things it's hard to do things mm-hmm. uh, i'm glad that you're you're not going to be completely surprised though if your team gets knocked out of the top four tonight. Nah, at this point i won't be surprised if there's two one loss teams in florida state as an undefeated power five champion gets left out all right we have Where the, the uh, rodney danger field of college football and get <laughs> no respect uh we got a pro bowler return into the football field in the nfl is it a pro bowler or a pro bowler pro bowler pro bowler uh <laughs> kyler murray returning for the Arizona Cardinals he um so he's been back with the team he's been practicing for what two weeks is what I read yes. earlier today but he's not been activated and the last day to activate him is tomorrow or he has to go back on IR so they're going to activate that feels him. like it was 21 day window I think that's how I read it was that it, it's either this Wednesday or next Wednesday is the deadline. I would have to be next Wednesday because there's no way he's been off the list for 21 days. That was just two weeks ago. Maybe. I, I don't know. 
anyway. But he's going to play barring yes. a setback this week. Yes. They are saying that he is going to be good to go. And what difference that makes, I don't know. At this point, well, it's just... he's he's markedly better than Clayton Toon. Oh, I mean, there's no doubt about it. But the question I have is, I mean, what are you playing for? Like we're 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 still playing, he's playing let's for make the rest this, of his career. Let's make this look let's make this look good and still try to lose some games. He's playing for the rest of his career. Now, look, I, I've heard all the uh, we we're completely bought into Kyler Murray. Uh, he's our quarterback of the future. I'm going to say the same thing that I say about the Big Ten in a bowl band. I'll believe that when I see that. Mm -hmm. uh, the out in his deal is, the full out is after 2027. They can get out of it after this year. It's going to hurt a lot. And my question is, if you get the number one pick, with how I feel about the quarterbacks, I'm not sure you don't trade it anyway. Oh, yeah. I, I've heard a lot of, well, you know, Kyler's playing for the rest of his, his, his career and he's got eight games. I think he has eight games plus one more season because this is a new coaching staff. It's not that gimmicky offense that he played in with, with Kingsbury. And I'm not sure that I would incur an $80 million dead cap charge for Caleb Williams. No. I'm not sure I'd do it for Drake May either. And I'm not sure there's one in the class next year. Doesn't currently look that way. Looks a little bleak, but <laughs> it seems like however we feel about a quarterback class a year ahead of time, it will be the complete opposite. So we'll probably have seven franchise quarterbacks in mm -hmm. next year's class. Mm -hmm. No, you don't, you don't take that kind of bath. I mean, I wouldn't think it. Well, I mean, it depends on which you can get more for. If Kyler Murray is special over the, the last eight games and you get to, I don't know, five and 12, which somebody will do it. There's a team. No, you'd have to really negotiate that that deal out and where the money goes, and I don't know what that would look like. I mean, there's always teams desperate for quarterbacks, mm -hmm. but I don't know that you're not better to just roll with him. They've been they've always been competitive with Kyler Murray. Mm -hmm. It crashed into the ocean a little before he got hurt, and then certainly after. Keep building your draft capital, right? That's what I would I mean, be looking got, at. If I get the number one pick, I've got a quarterback. I don't necessarily have to have one of these if I'm not sold. So why would I not trade the capital or trade for more capital and put as much around him as I possibly can? Because as you said, I'm already spending $240 million on him. I need all the cheap talent that I can get. I'm not typhooning the franchise for a year for either of the guys that I see at the top of this class. Mm -hmm. But I do feel like there's a team that, let's say Arizona gets the number one pick. I think it would be even more than what Carolina gave up to get Bryce Young. Mm -hmm. Because there were three. You had to be really desperate and you had to be outside of the top five. Well, there's a great possibility that the Cardinals could move down, accumulate another first and another second day pick for moving down two spots and you still get Marvin Harrison. That, to me, feels like the better idea. And you see what you got in Kyler, but you don't put the pressure of, well, we're looking at quarterbacks. I, if if it were me and I were Jonathan Gannon and I knew of the quarterback class what I know, I would come out and say, no, this is, this is not playing for the career. I need to shut that down right now. This is our guy. He will be our guy if we got the number one pick. We'd be – I'm not sure I would come out and say we'd be looking to move it. Mm-hmm. But we're not taking a quarterback. No. 
we're taking Marvin Harrison. <laughs> I'd make Marvin Harrison the number one pick before I took a quarterback and tried to swallow an $80 million pill on a Kyler. Uh, Notorious B.I.G. asked, if you're Arizona and you're one, would you take Caleb Williams or, or stick with Kyler? I would stick with Kyler. I, I'm just, I'm not sold on. I look at Caleb Williams and go, I already have that. Mm-hmm. I already have a guy that's got some emotional baggage. I'm mm-hmm. not spending $80 million. Wait, I got a guy that's already been criticized for playing too many video games, being too locked into his social media, being too self-absorbed. Wait. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. That's the guy that's in the draft. They're the exact same guy, maturity level-wise. And and for me, in that's my enough. Mind. That's yeah, enough. Plus, the top end of this draft is so good. Uh, that leads into another question from Alex Majabi. He says, is it, is it still too early for Merlet, Mullet's early mock? It's ironic you ask that. We will not be here tomorrow, but in our time slot here on the YouTubes, there will be a mock with... This guy, mock draft time, mock draft time. Look forward to that coming your way tomorrow at noon here on uh, the Sportsocracy YouTube channel. Not here on the ESPN Ash. No, no. We will not be with you tomorrow after that. I will not physically be in the building either. It will be recorded, and it will have all the nice little things on it, and we'll talk about all the players. You're in the Sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. We've got uh, Jeremy's Bangers coming up next. Real estate isn't about properties, it's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. At Ingles, we're proud to sponsor area athletics at all levels. Whether we're building new fields for t-ball, celebrating Friday night rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the fan fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park. We're here for the fans. No one gets the dedication to the home team like you guys. And we've got all the sports you can handle. It's all in the bag. Ingles. Low prices. Love the savings. Action Tuesday. And you know what? I like all of these picks so much that we'll just parlay them all together. This is Green on Green brought to you by Ingles Markets. Low prices, love the savings. I often have a segment called I Got Five on it that does parlays. Today, that's my favorite wager because I'm taking all three games and putting them together. We start with Ball State at Northern Illinois. Last five times these two teams have played, it's been decided by a touchdown or less. And here's a stat that's almost impossible to believe. Northern Illinois is 0-8 against the spread since last season as a home favorite. They'll win tonight. Ball State keeps it close. Give me the fighting David Letterman's plus 8.5 under 44. That takes that to plus 238 if you want to wager it all by its lonesome. Then, Central Michigan at Western Michigan. Rivalry game. 
Over-under is 58. I'm going aggressively under on this. These two teams really don't like each other. Whether you would be willing to watch this game or not, it's really important to them. And I'm taking Central Michigan plus the three. I'm not positive they win, and I really wish this was three and a half. But Western Michigan is overvalued after a win last week. And finally, Ohio at Buffalo. I couldn't even begin to tell you who's going to win this game, but here's what I can tell you. They're not going to be able to score points to save their lives. I'm going full alternate spread. I'm giving back five points. I'm going under the 39 and a half. You combine all those together, get you to plus 28.92. You put five on it just like I am, turns into $149.64 if I'm right. For more, find us on all the social medias at the Sportsocracy. And as always, love the savings with Ingles, love the winnings with me. Mull it out. The Sportsocracy. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. The Sportsocracy. Shake it back! Beer City's best sports talk. It is gross. Just earlier. They are mature, actually. You just have to get to know them better. Your lunchtime dose of dumbassery. Live from the Ingle Studio. Back in the Ingles studio on ESPN, Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400. The Sportsocracy, we're heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app, seen everywhere on YouTube. Go to thesportsocracy.com, click the live video link. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. That way you can join us in the chat. Oh, or It's a uh, Power Rankings Tuesday. Started to go overreaction Tuesday, but we did that in the first hour when Jeremy lost his mind about his terrible football That wasn't an overreaction. It was an underreaction. <laughs> FCC won't allow me to say what I wanted to say, so it didn't. It was an underreaction. If you live in Woodfin, you probably heard it pretty loud a couple I, times last night. I am so proud of you for getting through all of that without any of the F words because there were a lot of them when he told it off the air. Falafel! <laughs> Uh, it is a power rankings Tuesday. Uh, we had a lot go on in the NFL this past week. Um, let's get into it. Uh, this week we're going to rapid fire the poopy tier of the NFL and every one of these teams is they're, they're bad. Yep. Number 32, the New York football giants. There's nothing good about this team. Trust me. I almost put the jets there and I know somebody was going, he's not really, but the Jets at 32, <laughs> no, I'm not, <laughs> but trust me, you won't have to wait long to hear their name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Might not be in this segment, but it won't take long. Tommy DeVito is your starting quarterback. He um, played a great penguin in, uh, in the Batman movies, but he is, he, he plays much like you would assume the penguin would. Yes. This team is genuinely horror awful, and they are a case study on why you do not, under any circumstances, pay mediocre, average quarterbacks based on one year. And there are a lot of examples of this. Daniel Jones is just the most obvious because you can't prop this team up. I mean, you're hurt. I get it. You weren't good before. Exactly. The line is awful. There's just, I mean, the defense is playing better but that's not necessarily saying a ton. This is the worst team in the NFL, and there is a better than zero chance that the New York Giants end up with a number one pick in the draft. Yes. Because I don't see another win on the schedule. And that's a scenario where you you draft the quarterback. 100%. You draft, you draft Drake May at one, and you go, uh, Daniel, buddy, um, here's a check, and now you ain't got to go home, but you got to get – all the way away from here yep yes you do at number 31 
Oh, oh, wrong button. I hit the wrong button. The New England Patriots. There you go. <laughs> You're speaking of teams that desperately need a quarterback. Any of them. Uh, if you pick it three, take any quarterback that's not Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. Because you played the Washington Commanders this week, and any other quarterback, including the cherub Zach Wilson, niece of Danny DeVito, Tommy DeVito, Clayton, play me a little tune, all of them would have beaten the Commanders, but Mac Jones couldn't do it. Do you see what I've been trying to tell you? Do you get it now? Not just a homer, am I? I, frankly, I hope you play Mac Jones forever. I, I hope he's the. I hope he retires, a member of the New England Patriots in 2042, because that means you are in the pit of despair. Mm-hmm. Patriots fall into two and seven, their most recent loss. And that's and you know uh, there's really uh, there's no nice way that I could say this, so I'm just going to come out and say it. That's a shame. That's uh that's a shame that we have we we've all sustained long enough to see. The New England Patriots become the poverty franchise of the NFL. You know, after the 24 hours I've had, that felt like a warm mother's hug. So it's a cause we could all get behind. At number 30. You sure you don't want to talk about New England? Nah, more? No, we can we can move on. Okay. They're not worth that's, it. That's fine. I mean, I, I was prepared to do the rest of the segment <laughs> on how god-awful New England is, but that's, that's really my own selfish devices. Number 30. <laughs> The Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. Bryce Young. It's like, yeah, you still got time. Uh, there's an uh, there's an argument in the chat right now happening. The Carolina Panthers are the worst team in the NFL. Mm. I'm not so sure they are because they can actually at least remotely defend. The other two, not so much. Mm-hmm. Not so much. And this team at least has a quarterback that you can look forward to something yeah. down the line. Mac Jones doesn't have that. Mm-hmm. Daniel Jones doesn't have that. Bryce Young is – there's been a lot of bailing on Bryce Young, and I get that it's bad. I get that you're 1-7 and seven and it hasn't looked good. But are you ready to just burn this down? Yes. Really? Yes. With, with Bryce along with it? No. Okay. No, you've got to burn down this front office. Scott Fitter is what got you in this position. You've got to have a head to roll. You're not firing Frank Wright within a year. That's who it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And you need to, Dave Tepper. You know what? you got more money in your couch cushions than most people have in their bank accounts. Uh, y- you better really spend up to find somebody that can evaluate prospects. And this would be a good time to say, call me. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Jeremy will happily fill that role. Just saying, you. you know, a team that I ran would have a modern St. Brown and a slew of other players that I would have barricaded the door and threatened to set it on fire if that wasn't the name on the card. Yep. And all of them would have been better than anybody you've taken lately. All right, Carolina Panthers at number 30. How about number 29? Again, no more no more shameless self-promotion? Okay, all right. The Arizona Cardinals. This team may come up in the coming weeks. I don't know what to expect. I have no idea. This is a new offense for Kyler Murray. It's not the the, the spread it out. I don't know. I, I've already said, all right, maybe I threw dirt on Kyler Murray too early. I'm willing to see what the rest of this year looks like. I said in the last hour, if I was Arizona, I'd be giving him a year and a half because that's when you can get out of the deal and it not be just a complete albatross. 
But, I mean, you've got pieces. He should be able to move the ball. Mm -hmm. The line's okay. It's okay. I can't say much more than that. All in all, the weapons aren't bad, though. No, Mike Wilson, Marquise Brown, Rondell Moore, Trey Trey McBride, McBride, Doug. Mm -hmm. Another guy that probably would have been on a – I don't know if I'd have taken him that high. But I did have a high grade on him. You did. You got to figure out the defense. Um, But, you know, the good thing is you're going to have two first-round picks this year. And if Kyler Murray can show that he is better than anything in the draft, that is something you can put to bed. And then you can be one of the smart teams that doesn't take a quarterback because they both give me the angina in my chest. Uh, And you can just take one of those high-level pass rushers. Uh, I've got two pass rushers in my top ten. Another receiver, if that's how you choose to go. Marvin Harrison's the highest-rated receiver I've ever had. There's a lot of pieces. So, Arizona, just trust the process, be a little patient, and, you know, dig up some dirt on your owner so you can have any other billionaire on that team because he is a jack wagon. Number 28 in the Week 10 Power Rankings. The Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. Tyson Bajent. <sighs> that was fun for two seconds, wasn't it? Secret Bajent, man. Uh, ooh, yikes. Uh, hey, you traded for Montez Sweat. It- and then you paid him $96 million. That's a whole mess of money for a guy that has as many double-digit sack seasons as I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I'm just going to keep saying it. Every time Chicago does something, I'm like, is Ryan Poles? Th- th- you can't be this dumb. I mean, honestly, you can't be this dumb. But we have $110 million. Okay, so you overpaid an edge rusher and you gave up a second-round pick for him? Make that make sense to me. Could you not have just waited until, I don't know, the offseason and gone, hey, now, come come take our too much money and keep your second-round pick that you can waste on somebody like, I don't know, Tevin Jenkins or Kyler Gordon or Jaquan Brisker. I could do this for longer than I than is comfortable. It's a great time to remind everybody about the Thursday night football banger we have this week <laughs> of uh, the Both Carolina the Panthers. Screen. And the Chicago Bears. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Take your wife to dinner. Uh, Wash your hair. Yep. I got to catch up on some episodes of The Lioness. Delint some sweaters. Started watching that the other night. Oh, Lioness? Pretty good. Phenomenal. Pretty good. Wait, there's a a swerve that I promise you don't see coming. And I'll know when you do because you'll come in here and go, <laughs> yeah, I'm only two episodes in. Oh right yeah, now, so. you have you currently have zero idea what's getting ready to happen. Man, that show was good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A big big fan. Big fan so far. Uh if you're anything like me, you'll be a bigger fan by the end. Yeah, I guess. Let's just All right. All right, let's let's go. I like the sound of that. Um number twenty seven. The Los Angeles Rams. It was fun while it lasted. Mm-hmm. I mean, can we hold hands, maybe sing a little mm-hmm. Inya, get a little Sarah McLaughlin pumping, mm-hmm. Arms of the Angel? Because you are awful. Just genuinely, horrifically bad. Three weeks ago, I believed that this was a mediocre team, that we could just, ah, here and there, they're going to win one, lose one, win one, lose one, but apparently not so much. You lose to the Green Bay Packers in that fashion, right? You can't even muster a touchdown. Well, I mean, against the Packers, you had the the you had the Terran, so you well, know. It, I mean, it's, uh, 
he's still a he's still an NFL quarterback, right? <laughs> Is he? I mean, he. I mean, has technic- been. okay, technically, when he gets his check every week, it does say NFL at the top, and it has his name on it. Has he? Or now, has should he, not? he? Should he be an NFL quarterback? No, huh? no, no. I'm not sure you wouldn't have been in better shape with Mark Rippon, who I'm pretty sure is 60 years old at this point. That was awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't get. I, I mean, I don't knock you too much for losing the game with that backup quarterback. But I what I do you, knock you for is just being completely inept. I knock you for the fact that outside of one possession, Pee Wee's Playhouse could have been on the other side of the fifty yard line, and you would have had no idea what was inside of it. No big wheels. No <laughs> nothing. You got squat. Okay. <laughs> no cherry. <laughs> The word of the day is incompetent. Ah! <laughs> How in the world do we have a show? We, the combined IQ of this show is like a water bottle mm-hmm. and a backpack. Mecca like a high. That doesn't even have a smart book in it. Mecca Heidi Ho. We are the picture book of sports talk. That's <laughs> that's a liner that we're going to be using <laughs> from now no on. No doubt. That's the next promo. For the show. It won't teach you much, but it's got some pretty pictures. Yes. Yes. Um, number 26. The Green Bay Packers. I mean, where else was I going to put them? Hey, you won an NFL football game. And that, that's the thing you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan Love's still awful. Just genuinely horror awful. Uh, and the fact that people are still not seeing that is mind-boggling to me. Every quarterback has their their supporters. But this is like a lot of them, which I, I can't really wrap my brain around. I mean, it only hey, takes... but it's all the drops. Jordan Love can't be expected to do anything with all the drops. How many drops did the Green Bay Packers have this week? Two. Uh, that's, that, that's too many, Bob. This game is uh, closest to the nearest dollar without going over. One. You're still too high, Bob. It's, <laughs> it's zero. Zero. Uh, and he was just not good at footballs. He had a 41 QBR, which tells me that QBR is broken and doesn't watch the games, uh, against a team that had 68 rushing yards and 119 passing yards. You scored 20 points against that. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's, uh, I don't really need to know much more than that. But if you watch the film, do me a favor. Uh, I, I think I'm going to cut this out and put it on our social medias. If you're still a Jordan Love apologist, do me a favor. Comment in the comments, either a picture or a video or a, a poor drawing of any play that Jordan Love's ever had that makes you go, that's why he's the guy. Because I've never seen one. And much like Sasquatch, I'd like to. Number 25. The Denver Broncos. Let's ride. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Feel good going I, off the I, I, You didn't lose this week. Hey, so congratulations. Denver Broncos, zero. Bye week, also zero. And this week you get the Buffalo Bills. I mean, that's three positive outcomes in a row, right? Green Bay, win. Chiefs, win. Bye week, win. And this week you go to the Buffalo Bills and – how do I say this nicely? You shouldn't wear underwear that can be pulled over your head <laughs> because the atomic wedgie is not pleasant. 
Well, I mean, that is that is a team looking for a crush spot, right? Oh, yeah. The Buffalo Bills need to make a statement. And they're going to crush. Mm-hmm. Patrick Sertan, if he is not directly across from Stefan Diggs on any one play, the entire staff should be fired. Because if you put any of that other garbage on Stefan Diggs, I can almost promise you it will directly result to a trip to the end zone. Mm-hmm. It's not a good team. They're terrible. They are the end of the god-awful tier. Now, but hey, three and five. Still got some winnable games on the schedule. Still got a Patriots. Still got a Texans. Still mm-hmm. got Vikings. Mm-hmm. You yeah. could still get to that lofty, lofty status of 6-11, and 11, which is what I said you were going to be going into the year. Good for you. Bring it in, man. Bring Good it in. You. You're in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM at 1400, Week 10 NFL Power Rankings. There's your bottom eight. We will continue with the list up next. Of the year is here. Tailgate season. Monster Brewing presents this season's MVP. The Beast Unleashed. With four bold, familiar flavors. With zero caffeine and zero sugar. Beast Unleashed is your new pregame ritual. With white haze, mean green, peach perfect, and scary berries, there's a flavor for every fan. The Beast Unleashed. 6% alcohol by volume. Unleashed responsibly. Must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed. Available at your local retailer. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. The Sportsocracy. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man! TSPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. My head's in a little box again. Uh, yeah, I hit the wrong button. weird. I hit the wrong button, and then my mouse just went, No! <laughs> no! Pee Wee Herman, you're not allowed. We're going to leave this. Uh, We're going to leave things all cattywampus. The Sportsocracy live in the Ingalls studio. Seen everywhere on YouTube. You can go to thesportsocracy.com, click that live video link, subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat. You can super chat us. Uh, By the way, I did determine that. uh, So our objective is to launch the Patreon with the Uncensored Things on Monday. Uh, Everybody that signs up for the Patreon will get a Sportsocracy bingo card with all of the things in the little boxes, and when you make bingo, you get a free shirt. There you go. We've been, we've been teasing doing that forever. I think it's a brilliant idea. And I found a random generator that I could put like 500 things in, and it just generates bingo cards. Oh, that's cards. great. If you had cattywampus, you would have gotten a daub just now. A daub? That's what it's called. What a they dauber. Call it's okay. a dauber. So okay. if, what does a dauber produce? Daubs. Daubs. Good for you. It's kind of like what does uh, what does Georgia produce among defensive players? Dogs, indeed. Same premise. Uh, we have a super chat from our buddy Alex S. He said, "Tell me the difference right now between Geno Smith and Bryce Young." Uh, well, I've never seen Geno Smith throw two interceptions on a screen pass in the same game. <laughs> that was a new one. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, the difference 
there's not much of one. Gino's just more vet and knows when to take shots and when not to. And he holds on to it too long and takes sacks at really inopportune times. I would say I would say Bryce Young's floor at this point feels like what Geno Smith is right now, which I know that did not make Carolina Panther fans feel warm and fuzzy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's half a year in what I'm seeing. Now let's continue with the Week 10 Power Rankings. Number 24. Your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Fire them cannons. Brr, fire yeah. that coach. Uh, no doubt. By golly. No doubt. Uh, aren't you supposed to be a defensive guy there, Todd Bowles? Because mm-hmm. you just let it. Are you sure, are you, are you sure you're good at this? Because I don't think you are. You just let a rookie. What they give him? 48 seconds? 46. 46 seconds. He needed 40. And CJ Stroud, Stroud went, mm. hold my beer. Yep. Here I go. Watch this. I mean, it's been the one thing that has plagued this team back to the Super Bowl year, right? So Todd Bowles has been calling this defense the late-game play calling. The late-game defending has been absolutely atrocious. Time in and time out. Remember the the the, the, loss of, the Los Angeles game mm-hmm. in the playoffs. All you had to do was not let Cooper Cup catch the ball. And you gave up, what was it, a 57-yard play at the end to, to allow Los Angeles to go on and kick the field goal, and then they would go on to win the damn game and win the Super Bowl? Ben like, don't break. Right. It's Exactly. So you want to know, know why I hate that term? Because uh, if you ever bent a rubber band, like just pull it out, because mm-hmm. it tends to pop. Mm-hmm. And when it pops, it hurts. It hurts a lot. That's right. That's, that's the but that's Todd what Ben don't break gets you. It's the Todd Bowles methodology of coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, is is there anything about this team that you feel warm and fuzzy about? You are a Buccaneers fan. Yes, I am. Is there anything so far that I have been wrong about? Am I wrong about Baker Mayfield? No. Am I wrong about your terrible offensive line? No. Am I wrong about your terrible coaching staff? No. Am I wrong about your horribly overrated bad defense? I mean, yeah. Hey, you stopped the run real good. Mm-hmm. Uh, really bad that you can make everybody one-dimensional and they can still throw all over you. <laughs> that means you're bad. Mm-hmm. And secondary is bad. Absolutely. It's all bad. It's not all bad. It's all bad. You said to me the other day, is it possible the Buccaneers are the best team in the NFC South? <laughs> no. No, they're not. <laughs> could they accidentally win it? Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, I, I mean, I guess you could. You're... You're not the best team in this division, though. I don't know that there is a best team in this division. I think it's highly comical that uh, you've got one team in this division ranked 10 spots ahead of us. Uh, That's baffling because they should all be right here together because they're all bad. They are bad. Ah, We'll talk about them when we get there. Mm -hmm. They're all bad. That, because there's a reason that I have them that high. Mm-hmm. Because I, I said we said that you know in, in homage to our buddy Scott Van Pelt, the bottom eight was Poop Town. We're still pretty much in poop town. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we might be in in like poop township at this point, but it's it's still bad, right? This is like on the monopoly board, right before you're about to make that turn into the decent property, into jail, right? Uh, no, <laughs> right. Oh no, right that corner. No, no, we're still in the light blue and the purple. Yeah, we're, that's what I'm saying. We're making that turn, re- getting ready to pass the jail. Yeah, we're still in that. Area. We're still in that section of town where uh, you have three locks on your door. Right. Bad times. <laughs> at number 23 it, 
as it's known in Asheville, Haywood Road. The New York Jets. Yeah, I can make Asheville. What's jokes, that? A too. ten spot drop for your guys uh, in a week? I wanted it to be further. Frankly, I wanted to put them at thirty-two, mm-hmm. and and I'm not gonna lie, I did this at about two thirty this morning, and I was still real, real angry. And I don't. This is where you belong, right? You're a god awful team with a great defense, but it is just the, the offense is pathetic. I mean, it is comically pathetic. If I wasn't a fan, like if I was you, I couldn't resist the urge to make jokes. Mm-hmm. Of like, did you just meet? Do you guys meet each other on game day and just go, "Hey, we're back here again," drawing up plays in the dirt? <laughs> like, hey, Zach, you know what you should do? You should play gooder. Uh, there's my coaching. Oh, it's infuriating. Garrett Wilson. If I was Garrett Wilson, I would hmm. I would be doing crimes. I would have set a fire and mm-hmm. just Lord of the Flies of yep. Survival of the Fittest. Yep. Number 22. The Las Vegas Raiders. Please explain this. Because I don't think they're better than either of the teams that we just talked about. No, they're certainly better than your team. Mm-hmm. Uh Neither of our teams can score, but we scored 37 on the Texans. They're god-awful defensively. The The Buccaneers and the Jets have the exact opposite problem. You can score points on bad defenses. The Jets can't score on a group of Girl Scouts, mm-hmm. but you can't stop anybody. And I do see talent with the Raiders. You've always been too low on them, and now they have a reason. They, they have a rallying cry. This is the exact same thing that happened with Rich Bisaccia. The pivot point for the Raiders is Sunday night. Because you should beat the Jets, period. Mm-hmm. Farva should be able to score 10 points, which is all you need to beat the Jets. Now, whether you do or not, that remains to be seen. But in terms of talent, this is not close. In terms of sheer talent, the Raiders are markedly more talented than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Sure. And the offense, offense of the Jets makes me want to put them at 30, but this is where the Raiders belong. Mm-hmm. I mean, they only came up a two spots, three spots. I think they were 25 last week. Yeah, win over the Giants doesn't do a lot for you. Well, you giving up an 80-something yard drive with 46 seconds to a rookie, that didn't do much for me either. I get it. Uh, and the New York Jets setting the NFL back 40 years over the last two weeks, that didn't do much for me either. Mm-hmm. How about number 21? The I don't remember. Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> Joshua Dobbs, give it up. I don't think this is going to last long. It's not going to last long. It doesn't even need to last any longer than it did. It was a fine moment of a a guy that joined a team on Tuesday. He didn't even practice with any of the ones, get any reps with them. They throw him into the game because Jaron Hall got hurt, and he comes in and has three total touchdowns and leads you to a win. It was a great moment, but there's nothing more to it. How in the world is this team five and four? How? I just give me two sentences of how this team is five and four, other than uh, a witch or a, a warlock or a magician. Weak schedule, and I could still score. I mean, you do have wins over the Panthers, the Bears, the Packers, and the Falcons, and mm-hmm. none of them are particularly good. Mm-hmm. I get it, but I keep coming back to that 49ers game, just going, how did you do that? This feels like a lot of smoke and mirrors. Joshua Dobbs, and and here I'm just I'm not telling you anything you don't already know because it's pretty easy to figure out. Uh, 
it started pretty well with Cardinals. It faded fast. You know why? Because having a slowish quarterback run around like that doesn't work but for so long. Especially when you don't have anything outside of TJ Hawkinson and Jordan Addison. Mm -hmm. Now, when Justin Jefferson comes back, ah, your schedule's not all that tough. You still got two with the Lions. You got one with the Bengals. And you got one with the, you got the Saints coming up this weekend. I don't think you have a shot of winning any of those games. Uh, but if you win everything else, you're nine and eight, and that's good enough to make the playoffs in the NFC. Yep, yep. Could and def- that's right about where you're at is the last playoff team. Yep, yep. Minnesota Vikings coming in at number twenty one. We'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we will continue with Week Ten Power Rankings here on ESPN Asheville. The Asheville Championship returns to Harris Cherokee Center in Asheville November 10th and 12th. This year's field is the best yet. The Clemson Tigers, Maryland Terrapins, Davidson Wildcats, and the Blazers of UAB. Four exciting matchups with a champion to be crowned at one of the premier early season tournaments in college basketball. For more information and to get your tickets, go to AshevilleChampionship.com. That's AshevilleChampionship.com. It all starts in Asheville November 10th and 12th. Proudly sponsored by Ingalls Markets. The Sportsocracy. That is some good, clean family fun there, eh, Cot? It is ESPN Asheville Week 10 NFL Power Rankings. It's Power Rankings Tuesday, and we have uh, worked our way up to number 20. Uh, before we get into number 20, we should give credit to uh, Rob Johnson for taking down both of our fantasy contests this week. Oh, that's right. Uh, and dog walking us. In, uh, one Good for them. him. Good for him. I finished in third again. You didn't I'm, mean to. I'm on some kind of like heater here. It's wild. I've had like three top three finishes this year. Cash out. Do what? Cash out. Cash out. <laughs> <laughs> now, I I won money, actual money on DraftKings this week, no, and you, I finished in the top you three You won the $12. I finally got you off that number after the show. $12. $12. I literally probably have 50 tickets mm-hmm. of parlays that won $12 mm-hmm. that are sitting in a desk drawer somewhere. Good for you. I am not going back to the casino. Mr. Big Bucks over here. Uh, Frankly, $12 is just just enough to piss me off. So it's, it's, no, I'd I'd rather lose. It's the biggest win win I've ever had. You'd shut up. I would rather win $0. Like, no, no, no. I was supposed to win 10,000, not 12. (laughs) Just looking for that big payday. One day, one day it'll happen. 100%. Uh, Shout out to uh, uh, our buddy Al Smizzle. Al Zadenfield from ESPN. He had 20 lineups in the top 100 of the millionaire this week. <laughs> Do what? Oh, yeah, he plays. What does that What does that get you? Oh, I think he won like four 400,000. Jeez. And then won a bunch of single entries. Wow. Yeah, he does it for a living. He's yeah. real, real good. Yeah. You My, take how good I am at this and multiply me by about 14, and that's what Al Zadenfield You'll get a kick out of this. So my wife had friend had dinner with a friend of hers the other night. And she was telling her her friend how, you know, I do all the fantasy football stuff and I play all the time. And she was like, oh, my husband does that. He won like four grand two weeks ago. And Andy came home and she said, hey, how come you don't ever win money? I went, look, 
I like to play, but I'm not good at it, okay? Yeah. So when I win $12, let me have my win! Yeah, uh, you should have told her, host, <laughs> analyst. Yeah. Little difference. Yeah. You're in the sportsocracy. <laughs> this is ESPN Asheville. Number 20 in the Week 10 Power Rankings is... Oh, I'm such a jerk. I don't really understand how I even have friends. The Atlanta Falcons! Taylor Heineke, Desmond Ritter, that doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. As long as you've got Arthur Smith, who I am... Why did you draft B. John Robinson? Just, but for why? Did you you just, are you a hater of things? Do you not like any of us to be happy? He's the most talented player on that offense, and yet we have to go through Tyler Algier. Mm -hmm. Ugh. See, I saw Cordero Patterson is throwing out highlights on his Instagram. Like, hey, remember, I can do this. Brother, if, no, if Bijan Robinson... We don't need more. <laughs> we need less. Like, if Bijan Robinson ain't touching the ball, Cordero Patterson, you ain't got a shot at touching this ball. We don't Stop need... Stop it. We don't need more fellers touching the ball. Where were we you? Need less. Where were you around the trade deadline, right? That would have been the time to speak up and say, hey, I can still do stuff too. Mm, no, you can't. No, he's... I mean, he can four times a game. Maybe. He has this very rare disorder. Every morning he breaks his legs, and every <laughs> afternoon he breaks his arms. They call me Mr. Glass. Um, the Atlanta Falcons, they're they're not good either. And they no, don't you're not worth talking about. Nobody wants to win. Nobody wants to win this division. Between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Atlanta Falcons, and the New Orleans Saints, nobody wants to win this division. Uh, you left the Carolina Panthers out. They want to win it. They just don't have the ability. Well, I was just trying to be nice. I wasn't going to bring that up. Uh, my they team got my it. team got slaughtered on national television tonight. I take no prisoners. <laughs> he's, he's done being nice. Number tw- number nineteen, excuse me. The Indianapolis Colts. I can't physically put you any higher than this because I watch Indianapolis play and just what 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 do you do good? I and I don't know the answer to that. We Gardner Minshew throws for a lot of yards. And he can get it to Michael Pittman, and Josh Downs is doing stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't – the running game is weird. It's clunky. Like, Jonathan Taylor was good for fantasy last week, but if you watch the games, he wasn't particularly effective. And I just – I don't know what they are. Like, what is the identity of this team? Are you a passing team? Because your best tape is when you're throwing the ball all over the field. Because I thought this was a team that was going to play good defense in the front seven, try to get pressure on quarterback, keep the 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 back half from being such a problem, run the ball, grind it out. That's not what you're doing. Mm-mm. If 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 that's your, the identity of your team, you are in the midst of a serious identity crisis. Mm-hmm. The the identity of this team is to me a fire drill, right? This is but but the fires already happened. You're a reactionary team. You're not preventing anything. You're not planning ahead. You don't have a game plan to go in here and just handle your business. You, The flow of the game dictates what this team does. I, I don't disagree with you, but I do want – I feel – you know I love planting flags. Mm-hmm. Uh, they play the New England Patriots in Germany this week. Yep. Thank you for uh, – 
That's that's really a way to get people invested in the game. Hey, that just Give means, them Mac Jones. That just means the first two games of the week I don't have to pay attention to. Uh, that means we really don't want this sport to grow in Germany. We gave them Mac Jones and Gardner Minshew. Well, we had to make up for the banger that we gave them last week. Did we, though? Did I mean, we? on paper. I mean, I mean if, that's, if your goal here is we really want international fans, I don't think you did that right. Because uh, this is a really good way for people to go, I spent how much on these tickets? And I saw that. I'll stick to soccer. They scored more. Uh, <laughs> but after this game, Indianapolis took the bye. And if you look at the schedule, Indianapolis is going to be relevant in the playoff picture because they play a lot of teams that are not good. They catch your bucks off of, coming off a bye. Mm-hmm. I will be dumbfounded if that's not a win. Uh, you still got games with the Steelers, the Falcons, the Raiders, and another one with the Texans. You win all the games that I just said. D- do you know how many wins that is? Eight? That's 11. Or 10, excuse me. Sorry, they're, they're four and five, not five and four. I was say, that math wasn't right. Yeah, there's six wins in that. And they're four and five right now. Maybe. They, I'm but you've got to win all the, all the winnables, right? Well, I mean, it's not untoward to say that they could, outside of that Bengals game, I don't see a guaranteed loss on the schedule. And your good's pretty good. It's just, I, it looks different every single time I see it. Mm-hmm. At number 18. The Tennessee Titans. Hey, remember that thing I just Tennessee said about Titans. the Colts? I was going to say Tennessee Titans, and I mean, I know they, I know they beat them head to head, but are they really better than the Indianapolis Colts? Well, the Colts beat them head to head. Did they? Yeah, you have an identity now. The Colts don't. Mm. I've your seen identi- what- your identity is Will Levis. Oh, well, your identity is if you've got a big arm quarterback that's going to open up running lanes. I mean, you went into a situation uh, Thursday night against a vet team, and and you lost a game that you had to throw into the end zone at the end of the game. I if right now, if Indianapolis and Tennessee played each other on a neutral field, I would take Tennessee. Okay. And is, is it possible I'm wrong on that? Yeah, they're one spot. They're separated by one spot. Mm-hmm. But I just I look at a team that I don't think you know what you are. Tennessee knows what they are, and they're really well coached. I like Shane Steichen. But as of right now, I get the better quarterback, in my opinion. I get the better coach. So, yeah, I do think Tennessee is slightly better than Indianapolis. Okay. Number 17. This is where we get into the, well, you're just, is you're the, you are the, the Ritz cracker of the NFL, aren't you? The Washington Commanders. I don't know what to, this team makes my head hurt. Okay. You look like you're wanting. I'm to still trying to make sense of your analogy there. The Ritz cracker. There's nothing special about them. Uh, There's really not. I mean, but a rich cracker is always good. That's somebody hands you one and you don't go, oh, that's repulsive. No, you put you put a little cheese, maybe a little little ham. Mm-hmm. It's lovely. It's a little edible plate. But I'm not jumping up and down about it. They have a quarterback. Sam Howell is a quarterback, and at this point, if you don't see that, I cannot help you. Mm-hmm. And you've got three really good receivers. The problem is that in the trenches, you are awful. That line is awful. And it worked against New England because they can't get after the passer. Mm-hmm. Guess who you get next? The Seahawks. Oh, that's and, gonna be oh, fun. And they're and they're angry. Oh, mm-hmm. the Seahawks who just got matered. And Oof. don't they lead the league in sacks? Don't they have like thirty-one sacks on the season, something ah. like that. 
think they're they rank pretty highly up there. I'm not gonna lie, I do not know the answer to that. Uh, I would, I'd, I'd they trying, do not. I'm recalling the that Baltimore Ravens lead the league. Okay. Seattle. I think the Seahawks. I think they had the lead at one time, and then they haven't had hardly any over the last two weeks. And there you go. Uh, Seattle's twenty-seven. Okay. Anyway, they can still get after a quarterback, and that's not going to be fun for for Sam coming up this week on the road against Seattle. But you've got a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I I still don't believe in your coach. And nope. Play KJ Henry more. He played ten snaps last week. He had three quarterback pressures. Mm. Hmm. Weird. Weird. Weird how they were so freely able to get rid of Chase Young and Montez Sweat. Well, between Shaka Tony and and who's not with the team right now, and a handful of other guys, Mm -hmm. I mean, you've got edge pieces. Mm -hmm. And I like the mid-tier of this draft. So I I don't think that was as big a deal as everybody else did. Yep. There were a lot of people that were playing the – uh, Patriots defense that didn't I couldn't make that make sense to me for DFS mm. oh well the offensive line's bad and and with no Chase Young and no uh, Montez Sweat I'm sorry I've been tripping over his name for the last 30 seconds yeah Mac Jones will be able to do whatever he wants no mm-hmm. I don't see this that way and it did not go that way no no it did not work out uh, Washington Commanders coming in at number 17 you're in the sportsocracy and this is espn Asheville. take another quick break week 10 power rankings continue after this i believe real estate isn't about properties it's about people i'm clarissa hyatt zach with exp realty serving all of western north carolina navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key i'm a native of western north carolina and i close over a home a week I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. At Ingalls, we're proud to sponsor area athletics at all levels. Whether we're building new fields for t-ball, celebrating Friday night rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the fan fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park. We're here for the fans. No one gets the dedication to the home team like you guys. And we've got all the sports you can handle. It's all in the bag. Ingles. Low prices. Love the savings. The Sportsocracy. Ice up, son. Ice up. We're back on a Power Rankings Tuesday in the Sportsocracy Next batch of teams here. Starting out with number 16. The Houston Texans. Mm, C.J. Stroud. Man, that there's something special about that kid. I mean, I get that he was playing a dog water defense. That secondary got cooked all day long, as Todd Bowles' secondaries tend to do. Carlton Davis, he's fine from time to time, but yeah. That didn't really work out in your favor. Um, C.J. Sprout's special, though. I mean, to have 46 seconds in an NFL game against any NFL defense, to have the wherewithal to be able to march your team immediately down the field, score the game-winning touchdown, is just one of those moments that builds a great quarterback. Well, I mean, here's the thing, and I've been asked about C.J. Stroud a lot over the last 
over the last month, but specifically over the last week. Um, and somebody accused me of, of helmet scouting. Okay. And basically what that is, is it, it started with USC quarterbacks that none of them ever work. And then it really shaded into Ohio state. Mm-hmm. Well, a, there's a merit to that. The merit with USC was that the weapons around the Linerts and all those guys were so good that you didn't see any of their deficiencies because I could have played pitch and catch with Reggie Bush and, and the other litany of receivers they had. That same thing kind of played into Ohio State, but the problem is the system. The way that quarterbacks were trained at Ohio State to play is not conducive to the NFL system. So I saw Bryce Young do things that were NFL quality. I didn't see C.J. Stroud do it, and we just inferred that he couldn't, and he could. And he's good. He's real, 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 real good. Yeah, does not look like a rookie at all. No, he doesn't. I mean, and, I mean he's, and he's got a rookie offensive coordinator, too. Mm-hmm. Bobby Slowick's never called plays in this league before. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 a credit to make, to D'Amico Rines. To me, if he doesn't win coach of the year, we're all doing it wrong. Right. Four and four on the year. Uh, you got the Bengals next this weekend, so that probably won't go your way. But, you but you'll be can, competitive. Yeah, absolutely. You can be competitive, and it's a stepping stone toward – Several more wins this year, right? The, the, we made fun of those in the offseason that talked about the Houston Texans could be a surprise team. We didn't know. And they I, are and a they, And there team. was no way that they could know that C.J. Stroud was going to be this good. But it turns out that the Houston Texans are that team. They, they are a surprise team. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're markedly better than I thought they were. Yep. Number 15. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Yuck. This is just where they go. Yeah. I say this every week, and mm-hmm. I can't move them any higher than this, and I can't move them any lower than 17. You keep winning games. It's ugly. I don't think you're that good, but it keeps working. And I, it, for some reason, Pittsburgh just screams 9-8 and eight to me. Mm-hmm. And it's not because Mike Tomlin never is sub-500. I don't think they're any better than that. I just don't. I don't either. I honestly, I look at all of the uh, all of the games left on your schedule, and I go, yeah, there's nine wins there, but I don't expect you to beat any of these other teams. I don't expect you to beat the Browns or the Bengals or the Seahawks or the Ravens. I don't expect you to get the wins against the good ones. Keep beating the bad ones, and you'll be right there, nine and eight. Congratulations, no more, no losing season. Still, but you're still going to be on the outside looking in on the playoffs. If you had to pick a team right now that made the playoffs, Houston Texans or Pittsburgh Steelers, who would it be? Houston Texans. It is me too. And it's not all that close. It isn't for me either. (laughs) I think if they played each other, I would take Pittsburgh. Depends on where. If they played Uh, in Houston, I agree with that. I would take Houston. If they played in Pittsburgh, I'd take Pittsburgh. They're very even to me. Number 14. The New Orleans Saints. This is the one. Ten spots higher than the Bucks, really? Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, they're uh, they're way more talented than you. And what I have what I have figured out over the last few weeks, they're going to win in spite of the coaching. That's just how I'm looking at this team. Mm-hmm. Is it pretty? No, it's not. But the defense is so it's so talented that you almost can't screw that up. They do at times. Don't get me wrong. But name me the team behind them that if you had to put $1,000 on it, you think would beat them on a neutral field. 
New Orleans was the hardest team in this for me to rank. Mm-hmm. Because if you play a team with a bad defense, you're going to be able to score. Because undisciplined defenses are not dealing with this Taysom Hill thing at all. And I've still got Kamara. I've still got Alave over the top if they can ever figure that out. Mm-hmm. And if you play a team that has a bad offense, I'm going to annihilate you. Yep. Uh, and I did that with team after team after team after team. And I just kept – I wanted to drop the Saints, but I couldn't. Uh, to quote Notorious B.I.G., Derek Carr sucks <laughs> a lot. <laughs> he put all You're the U's wrong. in there, so I got to imagine that's what he was going You're for. not wrong. It, uh, it's I, terrible. Well, well I mean – And and, and there's and, no real explanation for it. Well, I mean, here's the thing. We're, we're at a very obvious divide. And when you see who number 13 is, you'll understand it. Mm-hmm. And number 13. The Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> yeah, that hey, is a hell of a divide. Hey, you remember? Uh, it, t- not to me. The divide is above Seattle. No. They're on par with New Orleans? I think those teams are so close, it's pathetic. Ooh. Okay. You have some defensive talent I like. You've got some offensive line pieces that make me doubt things. You have a running back that should be better than he is. Uh, you've got outside weapons that are not clicking on all cylinders. If you do, you even know which one of these teams I'm talking no, about? Because really. both of them apply. Mm-hmm. No, not really. I like Geno Smith right now fractionally better than I like Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. Seattle gets so head and shoulders above New Orleans to me, though, because of the coaching. Mm, well, that coaching led to you getting absolutely scattered, smothered, covered, diced, and chunked. And that was the second time I've seen you do Don't that. Don't you think that would happen if it, it, it? I mean, if it was New Orleans, well, I just wouldn't keep that coming, have been as bad or worse. Well, I just keep coming back to your the the, the hang your hat win is the Lions. Outside of that, you beat the Panthers, who were one of the worst teams in the league. The Giants, who were one of the worst teams in the league. The Cardinals, who were one of the worst teams in the league, and the Browns with PJ Walker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry, your resume is just not holding up. You do something to impress me, more power to you. Hey, and guess what? You're going to beat the smoke off the commanders this week. No. I'll call it right now. I don't even, I don't know what the number is, and I don't care. All right, inside the top 12 in the Week 10 Power Rankings when we return here on ESPN Asheville. The Sportsocracy. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. The Sportsocracy. Shake it back! Beer City's best sports talk. It is gross. Just earlier. They are mature, actually. You just have to... Get to know them better. Your lunchtime dose of dumbassery, live from the Ingle Studio. You're in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. The sportsocracy. We're heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You can take us with you everywhere you go. You can watch us on your smart device. On the YouTubes, just go to thesportocracy.com, click the live video link, subscribe to the channel once you're through to YouTube. That way you can join us in the chat, join the more than uh, 4,300 subscribers that we now have on the YouTube channel. Week 10 power rankings rolling on here in the Ingalls studio. We're inside the top 12. And, Jeremy, you said this is where you feel like there's a jump. Nope, not there yet. Not yet? Okay. Almost there. Okay, we're almost to the jump. All right, so the Seattle Seahawks, we left off with them at number 13. Number 12. I'm so glad. The only positive last night. 
was seeing Arnold Schwarzenegger show up on the Peyton on the Manning cast with a donkey. For, for what reason, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. And hearing him go, go, Chargers, go. I don't like this team. I don't. I, I don't. And last night didn't change squat for me. But I don't know where else to put them. Mm-hmm. The five teams that are on that screen right now, I do not know what to do with you. I don't. Your good is good. Your bad is god-awful. Ah. Divine Comedy's telling me I'm too low on the Seahawks. Frankly, you could say I'm too high or too low on every team on that screen. Mm-hmm. It's just the way it is. The, the separation comes, I believe it's after this. It is after this. Okay. And when I say a separation, I mean, shoo, buddy. Mm-hmm. We jumped quite a ways. For me personally, I've I would have Seattle at the top of this list. I think they're better than Los Angeles Chargers. Um but there again, it's just The Chargers are more talented, Seattle's no better coached. No doubt. But when it comes down to it, to win a game, neutral field, like I right, get Justin Herbert, you get Geno Smith. End of message, repeat the line. I don't need anything beyond that. Really? No. No. I don't. Okay. If you take out last year, Geno Smith has never stopped being this guy. Mm-hmm. So it's not untoward for me to think that it's not going to revert. It's not. Mm-hmm. And you can blame it on the tackles. You can blame it on whatever you want to blame it on. I don't care. It still reverts back to Geno Smith has always had a problem of holding on to the ball too long. Always. So if you don't prop him up with that, he turns into bad Geno. I've seen it happen twice, and you got crushed the chargers don't get crushed they just don't beat good teams Mm -hmm. kansas city ah you hung in there bill budachek said justin herbert's not that guy i don't doubt that i didn't say he was i said would you take him over geno smith and if you say you wouldn't i'm going to ask you what recreational drug you've been doing Mm -hmm. for the last three years No, there's not a single person on this planet that would take geno smith over justin herbert but what i will take is the team over the team and and by that I mean what you can put on the field. Okay. Beat a good team and mm-hmm. we'll talk. Okay. Right, who are you talking about? Uh, I'm talking about the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Detroit Lions. Uh, seven weeks ago. Already beat him. Seven weeks ago, mm-hmm. just played the second good team you played in the last month and a half and got absolutely demolished. Mm-hmm. Didn't even look like an NFL team. Yep. Oh, the Lions did too. I'm well aware of that. They've done that once. You've done it twice, and one of them was to the Rams. <laughs> ah, but that was week one. You I can't don't put disagree. Much into that. I don't disagree. I do not disagree with you. Okay. And, right. and if you, it, it, Seattle, if you really want to change my mind, it's going to be a minute before you get a chance to do it. Because you play the Commanders and the Rams. Then you go 49ers, Cowboys, 49ers, Eagles. After mm-hmm. that four week stretch, let's talk. I have a funny feeling you're going to see it my way. Mm hmm. Because I will make a promise with you that they get dog-walked in one of those, get beaten two more. And I have a very specific take on which one's which. So they come out one and three Mm -hmm. out of that four-game stretch. And then you don't have another game on the schedule you should lose. Mm -hmm. So even at that, you get to the playoffs, you're a wild card, and then you get to prove something. I don't buy it. Okay. I have bought it twice, and you've pooed in my punch bowl both times. Yep. All right, so Los Angeles Chargers at number 12. You got all the talent in the world, but you are just out to lunch 
when it comes to coaching. Well, and the one thing that I will give them credit for is that the run defense is pretty good. It's a little bit of a biased stat, but I'm also I'm also starting to wonder if Brandon Staley is is running a full funnel here of I'm going to load up against the run and make you one-dimensional and hope my corners can hold up. I don't know that that's what he's doing. Last night didn't really tell me much. And when I know you're running, I'm put seven men in the box. And I'm not scared of your quarterback. That is not what it looked like against Kansas City. I'm just curious to see where it goes from here. Okay. Coming in at number 11. The Miami Dolphins. They didn't look good. The offense did not look good against the Kansas City Chiefs this past week. Um, you can't beat good teams. That is forever going to be the mantle that you carry until you can prove otherwise. You've lost to the Eagles. You've lost to the Chiefs. You lost to the Bills, and we're not even sure how good the Bills are at this point. Now what? You're going to keep boat racing everybody that you're better than. Somebody said it. I don't remember where I read it, but somebody said about this team that this, the Miami Dolphins are a Pac-12 team. They get into these games and they just, I mean, off to the races, put up 40 in these games against lesser teams who can't play defense. And then you get into the games against the big contenders, and then what happens? More often than not, you're that little Pac-12 team who gets left out getting stomped by an SEC team or a Big Ten team. And that's the most apt comparison I've seen of this team so far. They play some really formidable defenses down the stretch. Not necessarily the greatest offenses, but they play some really formidable defenses. Mm -hmm. I just, it, For me, Miami Dolphins are, are really simple. Beat a team over 500, we'll talk. Till you do, I don't want to hear it anymore. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you can tell me how great you are, and yet somehow you come up a day late and a dollar short every single time you play somebody good. Hey, you know, there's another team that that same mantra goes to. Hmm. Wonder if they're at number ten. Hmm. And maybe they are. Let's see. At number ten, the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys, and Miami Dolphins are the same team. You can pick on kids smaller than you when you play in your weight class. It is very obvious that you are not like them. Mm -hmm. I couldn't separate them. That was the easiest of every team I ranked. That was the easiest to. Because as soon as I saw the logos, I went, okay, let's just link you two together. And wherever right. you land, you're going to be right behind each right. other. Right. Because when it comes down to it, you got to have somebody make the big play. And you have so far shown us that you don't have that guy. It's, it's almost eerie to me how similar these two teams are. Uh, because the defense, you can get after the, you can get after the quarterback. You have a corner that I really believe in. Uh, the the line is good at times until you go up against premier pass rushers, mm -hmm. and then that doesn't look so good anymore. And I have huge sweeping questions about your coach and your quarterback. Mm -hmm. Now, you do it in a different way. It doesn't look exactly the same with, with Dallas and with Miami. But you're very, very similar. And I don't believe in either one of them. I mean, I I believe in you to a point. I believe in you to a point where you're going to be like, look at the Miami Dolphins. You look at the rest of their schedule, and they're going to be 10-3, and three, probably, going in 
facing the Cowboys, Ravens, and Bills to end the season. Okay, so you don't me, have a really good team on your schedule other okay. than that. So let me ask you this: just mm-hmm. in theory, let's say that's how this goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Dolphins are already six and three. You go Vegas, Jets, Commanders, Titans, Jets. Is there anything in that that's going to impress you in any way? No. No, so you're sitting at 11-3. and three. I mean, depending on how good you look against that Jets defense will matter. I, it, I don't think anybody's offensively going to look good against that Jets defense. And they may not, but if they do, then that's a statement, right? Then you think they can handle anybody. No. Really? Hey, look at last night. But that offense didn't look good last night. That what offense I'm saying is, is not that offense look good. Looked good against that defense it would tell you something i and i just don't agree with you because i'm gonna look at okay did you put them in bad situations by turning the ball over now i mean if if the jets are a coherent offense it's just for me that's almost like saying well if sasquatch walked into the studio right now and (laughs) and uh, started fiddling with my buttons then we would have to go to commercial break because it's not gonna happen so Miami's, you're probably right. They probably do reel off five wins in a row. Mm-hmm. I also won't be shocked if they lose one of those games to the Jets because that's traditionally how that division goes. I also won't be shocked if they lose another one of those games. I'm not sure how good this team is. Mm-hmm. I know you have two really good receivers. I also know you have a head coach that forgets to run the ball for extended periods of time, which is confounding to me. Yep. There are, there are very few things in football that I just look at and go, how do you do that? Especially when you're Miami. Because it keeps everything on time. And you'll go two quarters with six carries. Mm-hmm. You fall in love with the outside weapons, and the next thing you know, you're down 21 to nothing. You turn the ball over, something doesn't go your way, now you're behind, now you're throwing constantly. They were running in the two-minute drill against Kansas City. Mm-hmm. That but, makes no sense. But that's but that's part of the equation, right? Part of the equation here is how much is finding out how much do we have to throw the ball as compared to how much are we supposed to run the ball. Both of these teams struggle with that, the Dallas Cowboys and the Miami Dolphins. And the more you ask that quarterback to do, the more you ask that guy that we all look at and say, that's not the guy. Right, He might put up stats, and he might get you some regular season wins and stuff, but that's not the guy to carry you to a title. I don't think we any of us believe that Dak Prescott or Tua Tungavailoa fall into that category right now as the guy you've got a no-doubt guy who can win you the big one. And when you put the game in their hands, chances are it's not going to work. Chances are it's not going to pay off. Dak Prescott would be the – and I teased this earlier. That was a nice setup. Uh, Dak Prescott would be the number one thing that scared me to death if I was the Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. You're going into paying to a tongue of Iloa. And I don't know what that number is going to look like. I can assume. And I'll bet you it starts with five years and a two at the beginning of the, the yes, figures. I don't know that I could do it. I don't. Now, I don't know what the alternative is. But I don't know that I can commit that money. Do you? Yes. Would you feel good about it? No. Uh, no see, that's God my no. problem. God, that's no. what you just did is how you end up in this purgatory forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, do you feel good about it? Well, if you don't feel good about it, then why is it just an automatic? Yeah, I'd just do it. 
Because you have to. Because quarterbacks are such a breed. You do not have to. You do not have to. You that is not true. You Mm -hmm. do not have to, and you Mm -hmm. absolutely paralyze a franchise when you do. Mm -hmm. Do me a favor. Name me the last quarterback that got paid on that high side, and their team won anything during the duration of that contract. I'll wait. Guy that you paid them out of schedule, which is what two is going to be because he's the most recent one to come up. And so he's going to get paid out of line. Mm -hmm. Patrick Mahomes. I don't know. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. Mm -hmm. That's not what I asked you. Name me a quarterback that got one of those break the market deals Mm -hmm. that won anything that wasn't elite. Oh, that was in the league. Well, I mean, I assume that was okay. implied because we're talking about Dak Prescott and Tua Tonga Valoa. <laughs> you didn't say that. You just said the last guy who got one of those deals. Uh, well, I also yeah, don't. I, I mean, also don't say period at the end of sentences because I assume it's implied. <laughs> that would be a serious one, right? loser argument. Uh, the highest paid quarterback tends to win, yeah, because they're usually the best. Yeah. I just, to me, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. But am I sacrificing years of being awful without that quarterback? Oh, I mean, I'm, that's, I'm not that's saying you side. turn to Mike White. Uh, I'm just, I you don't have never... a, but that's the point. You don't have a better option. You could, like the Dallas Cowboys, didn't have a better option than paying Dak Prescott. Uh, you could have. How? Uh, it's going to be expensive. It's going to be expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, which would have been better, twenty-five million dollars a year to Kirk Cousins or two hundred million to Dak Prescott? Would it have been expensive? Was Absolutely. Available? Was was that a was everybody's that available? I, I, Everybody outside of Pat Mahomes and Joe Burrow is available for the right price. Mm-hmm. But to me, who would you feel better about that? I would feel better about paying twenty million dollars I mean, a year less. I mean, you feel better about the money, sure. But that's what I'm saying is when when it comes up, for, NFL, people in the time, NFL have this burning fear of being bad, mm-hmm. and so instead you will you will tie yourself to mediocre. And I'm Seacrest out. I was out on Dak Prescott. I'm out on Tua Tungavailoa at that rate. Now, if you'll take three years at that rate, now we can talk. Jack S. said Kirk's not winning a Super Bowl. Guess what? Neither Dak Prescott and Tua Tungavailoa. I'll bet you anything you want. Anything you want. You pay him that level of money, you will never sniff a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But there is possibility you would be awful if you don't. Yep. And then it's got to be up to your team to chase it. Mm-hmm. to keep chasing that quarterback and you chase and you chase and you chase and how long does that take otherwise i've got a guy in my building that can do the job is he that guy yeah maybe not but he's better than the unknown and i feel like that's where everybody is with this that's that's where the new york giants were with Dan- daniel jones was it a good choice no but they felt that was the only choice that they had at the moment and see that's it's but it's not uh, especially, that's the worst one of the Of bunch. course it is. You could have had, uh, you could have found a quarterback working at Costco and probably been in better shape than Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. But oh, God, he took us to the playoffs. Awesome. That's, that's that's fantastic that you went to the playoffs and got absolutely just dog walked by a good quarterback and a good team. All right, Cowboys coming in at number ten. We'll get into the top nine in the Week Ten Power Rankings after this.
We're back counting down to kickoff. Let's look at today's three keys to premium pre-gaming with Beast Unleashed, presented by Monster Brewing. Number one, beat the heat. Unleash the beast with bold, familiar flavors, zero caffeine and zero sugar. Number two, running the option. There's four to choose from. White haze, peach perfect, scary berries, and my personal favorite, mean green. And number three at 6% ABV, max protect. Always drink responsibly and you must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed, available at your local retail. Back in the sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville, breaking news. No more Brett Rippon. If what? there's no Matthew Stafford this week, oh no, you have a new quarterback with the Los Angeles Rams. Carson wins. Yeah. <sighs> oh, good lord. Look, you know how uh, you, you make should a, be able to get more out of that offense than Brent Rippon did. Uh, well, I mean that's not saying a whole lot. No, you know how you make a flaming poo bag worse? Set it on fire, and here comes the ginger rifle. Carson wins to set it ablaze. Mm-hmm. Now, the backup plan just hasn't gone, you know, gone as expected, right? But it has. I mean, though. you drafted You're your awful. new franchise quarterback, and he's in rehab. So uh, yeah, great. Yeah. Here we are. Yeah, that's Stetson Bennett picks looking. <laughs> Set that fourth round pick on fire. I'm not usually the guy to 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 diss a franchise for that, but yeah, that was that's about it. Yeah, that was that was not a wise goal. Uh-uh. That was not a wise goal. Uh, I, I just don't understand. What is the point of bringing in Carson Wentz? I mean, surely to God you don't think you're competitive for anything. No. No, but again, this is I mean, when you get to this point, it's just be competitive on the field on Sundays, right? No. It's just put a competitive team on the field. You're three and six. You haven't had a first round pick in two presidential terms. And you still have games left with the Seahawks, who well, they owe you one. The Browns, the Ravens, the Saints, and the 49ers. Be competitive for what exactly? Just lose baby why is this so hard why is this so hard well it'll be better than brett ripping i don't want to be better i don't want don't to be want to better. better i i swear to i will go to my grave banging this drum and trust me if anybody knows what it'll cost you it's me you win this meaningless game in november cost you for 15 years Mm -hmm. it's not worth it Mm -hmm. stop doing this (laughs) why don't more teams do that though if that's the smart way to go i've always wanted to ask you this question if that's the smart way to go why do more teams not do it why Uh, does no one come out and say you know what we're just gonna lose and it'll be because you gotta have a whole lot of credits in the bag to come out and just be god awful sean mcveigh does i got a super bowl ring uh ron rivera all right you go three and 14 awesome i got a draft pick for dave yeah uh or or dolph ziggler or whoever Mm -hmm. ends up taking this job that's Mm why Mm -hmm. that's what has always been maddening to me about you having a lame duck coach with todd bowles He's trying to win games. Yeah. You winning games does absolutely nothing for your franchise. Nope. Nothing. You have a GM that's fighting for his job. It does absolutely nothing for your franchise. That's the problem with doing this churn. The New York Jets have lived in this churn for 25 years. 
because you hire a guy, he's got some credits and debits, he can play, he drafts the wrong quarterback, and now I'm doing nothing but chasing nine and eight so I don't get fired. That's why. There are a very finite number of coaches that can go, <laughs> this one's not going well, and we're going to be bad, but bad, bad, but bad, bad. Sean McVay's one of them. Mm-hmm. This is a dumb decision. They already did that last year, though, right? Sean McVay could do that for the next five years, and he would never have a seat that was even tepid. You think so? Okay. Actually, no, no, that's right. They don't have fans to call for his head. I there you go. forgot about that's, that. Uh, he beat me to the punch. <laughs> what, do you th- what do you think their fan is going to wear a bag to the stadium? <laughs> right. Do you think the opposing fans that fill up that stadium are going to wear bags in memoriam? That's a good point. <laughs> Hadn't thought about it that way. Uh, let's get back into the power rankings here. Number nine for week 10. The Cleveland Browns. Hey, competent offense. That's all you need. It's what you just got. Now, granted, it's against the Arizona Cardinals, so maybe you shouldn't put too much into that. But Deshaun Watson looked a coherent NFL quarterback. Amari Cooper was really good. Mm-hmm. And your defense is still really, really, really good. It's the path to righteousness. Yep. Didn't the Cleveland learn. Browns are, I, I'm not going to say they're turning a corner. I think they turned a corner three years ago because they hired the right GM that's mm-hmm. made very wise moves. Mm-hmm. Now you just need the the one panic move you've made to pan out. And if it does, you're a playoff team. Yep. Didn't learn not an area thing uh, about the win over the Cardinals. No. Um, you beat a horrific team with play me a little tune playing quarterback. We will this week, though. We'll see what you're made of when you take on the Baltimore Ravens on the road well i mean we're going to learn something about everybody in the afc north for the next two weeks because mm-hmm. you're all playing each other mm-hmm. so there's also three of your teams in the top nine and all four of them are in the top 15 yep conversely the nfc south has a team in the top 15 and none of them in the top 13 and one of them was weighted way too heavily. But, but I disagree with you. But <laughs> one of you's going to make the playoffs, and one of you's not. And unfortunately, it's that team in the NFC South. Yep. Uh, number eight. Rail on that all year long. The Buffalo Bills. Is this team going to make a push? They're going to make it more exciting than we're than we've been talking about because it feels like we've just kind of given up. Well, I mean, the fact that team. the Jets, you know, couldn't score with a pocket full of hundreds is that's probably enough to get you a win there. Uh, although you have already lost to them once. You, you got to go to the Eagles. You got to go to the Chiefs. You got to beat the Cowboys. You got to beat the Dolphins in Miami. That's a that's a very tall ask. It is. It is a tall ask. Do you still believe though that this team could catch fire, roll off? six wins out of the final of out of what's left with the schedule be that 11 win team would that shock you at all if they win 11 and six yeah you're five and four now so you'd have to have two losses those two losses would be the eagles and the chiefs would that would that stun me no would they go into the playoffs and reel off three wins stun me a hundred percent right it would stun me because I look at the Buffalo Bills right now and I ask one very simple question. What do you do well? Consistently. Mm-hmm. Play defense consistently well? No. No. Run the ball consistently well? No. No. 
Josh Allen, ugh, he's been more accurate. He's the most consistent thing you have. No doubt. Uh, and he is at the behest of Ken Dorsey. I don't like the consistency there. Yep. Your talent is is a top five in the NFL on the high side. But I just I don't see it with Buffalo. Mm-hmm. I think I've said this every week we've done power rankings. This is the worst this team has been in four years, and this is the best the AFC has been. I don't see it. Yeah. You ever heard that term, picked a bad day to have a bad day? They picked a bad year to have a bad year. Uh, would agree. <laughs> and now a bad year is all relative. Mm-hmm. Because you've been in the, you've been a staple of the top five here. I don't see how you could possibly have that team this high. I just don't. Yeah. Oh, in the top five. Yeah. Yeah. No, they they're just not there this year. And you know what? Off season, maybe you can make some moves. We shall see. We'll just keep. You're still going to win a whole bunch of games this year, but it's not going to amount to a hill of beans well, when just, it comes to the playoffs. Just keep drafting well and send Opie Taylor back to Mayberry, mm-hmm. and maybe he can go down by the creek with his fishing pole, and you can hire an actual legitimate head coach. But if you win 11 games, you've saved his job again. Yeah, I know. Isn't that you know? Isn't that isn't that fun how that works? Yeah, I like to call that the vicious cycle. What's the record have to be for him to get fired? Missed the playoffs. That's it. Mm-hmm. You'd be ten and six, missed the playoff, or ten and seven, missed the playoffs, and he still gets fired. I think so. Okay, I think so. And it would be a super attractive job. He's on the list of I, I've already made my list. All the coaches that I would like to be see be fired this year. And oh, that on. sounds like something that'd be fun to talk about on Thursday. He is an he is absolutely on that list. You're in the sportsocracy, CSPN Asheville Week Ten Power Rankings. Coming up next, or I guess uh, we got one more. You want to get to one more? Or let's, let's take a break. Fine. We'll take the break, and then we'll get to number seven up next in the Week 10 Power Rankings here in the Sportsocracy. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455 30 Premium care with a Southern hospitality touch. Running a small business is no small task. At Home Trust Bank, we work hard to prepare businesses for whatever tomorrow may bring. Your dreams are our business, and we have local experts who can help you plan for a successful future. Dependable guidance you need and service you'll appreciate. At Home Trust Bank, we take your small business banking personally. Visit your local Home Trust branch or anytime at htb.com member fdic the Asheville championship returns to harris cherokee center in Asheville, november 10th and 12th this year's field is the best yet the clemson tigers maryland terrapins davidson wildcats and the blazers of uab four exciting matchups with a champion to be crowned at one of the premier early season tournaments in college basketball for more information and to get your tickets go to AshevilleChampionship.com. That's AshevilleChampionship.com. It all starts in Asheville November 10th and 12th. Proudly sponsored by Ingalls Markets. The Sportsocracy. You two are just dumber than a bag of hammers. 
Week 10 NFL Power Rankings. It is a Power Rankings Tuesday. Just a programming note, we will not be with you tomorrow on ESPN Asheville. A nice little uh, respite day for the afternoon. Tune in to the YouTube channel, though, tomorrow at noon. Jeremy will have uh, his, what, mid-season mock draft for you. Let's go. It's mock draft time. <laughs> all, these, all these bad teams. Give you something to be excited about. There you go. This draft class is so good. Mid-season mock draft tomorrow on the YouTube stream. Go to thesportocracy.com. Click that live video link. Subscribe to the channel. And it will be a premiere of a pre-recorded video, so there will be a chat so you can all discuss. And uh, if at all physically possible, because I have a couple meetings tomorrow, I will be in the chat answering your questions there. I can't do it on video because, well, I'm not a warlock. So... Number seven, the San Francisco 49ers. All right, so we've so we've had a bye week here, right? I'm giving the I, I'm giving San Francisco probably more platitude than I should. Okay, because they don't look like the seventh best team in the league. But you've had a bye week mm-hmm. to sort out a lot of these issues. Should be getting healthier. And I'm I'm going to reserve the the free fall for what could potentially happen after the bye. Okay. All right. Coming off the bye, you go to the Jacksonville Jaguars. A, that is a that is one of those games that just feels really big for an interconference game. Well, yeah, it's it, it's a really big game because and I mean you look at San Francisco, you've got to stop a four game slide, three game slide. Prevent well, a four-game slide. Prevent a four-game slide is what I should have said. Like, you can't – I mean, you can. You can survive it, obviously. Well, yeah, because you still got games with the Bucks and the Cardinals and the Commanders mm-hmm. and the Rams. Mm-hmm. But you need to have every bit. Every, every one of these games, obviously, down the stretch is paramount, and you really need to have them against the good teams. You need to beat somebody that's that's good. I mean, outside of the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And this is a perfect spot. But I will say something I've said repeatedly in our Friday shows. When a good AFC team plays a good NFC team, especially when it's at their house, I tend to lean lean AFC. Yep. And they're coming off a bye, too. Oh, that's true. They are. Then it's a showdown between coaches. Who's going to win the strategic battle? As long as Brock Purdy... Um, plays okay, this team's going to be fine. It's when Brock plays horribly and you don't have the weapons around him to make him look better, what's the health situation? That's my number one question about the 49ers. What's your health situation like coming out of this bye week? Is Trent Williams back? Can I stop leaving George Kittle in as a blocker every damn play? I have one of the best tight ends in the league. I can't use him because I have to help out the tackle because my all pros hurt. That's been one of the biggest detriments that they've had this season. Uh, I, I'm going to give this the super chat button. I'm your huckleberry. We have our official, and, and this is not the first one, but it's uh, we have an official house of reprehensibles board bet. Okay. It's between Chauncey Major and uh, back-satisfied Browns fan. It's a 50 doubloon super chat on the Ravens and the Browns. Ah, okay. That, that deserves credos. I do love that people in our chat are betting super chats that 
don't pay that. We could we, we'll we'll find a gift for the winner. <laughs> there you I don't go. know what that will be, but we will find a gift. We'll find you one somehow, some way. And there's a box you. of t-shirts over there. Hundred percent. Winner gets a t-shirt. Yeah, I feel we, like we, we can make that work. Hundred percent. All right, Forty uh, ers though. Any any remaining thoughts on nope. them? Uh, them and the next team, uh, they didn't play this week, so yep. not a lot, not a lot to say. At number six, the Detroit Lions. I'm trying my best not to lose my mind over this team. I remember how crazy we were about them in the off season. Like this is going to be the year. This is finally they're they're ditching it. The whole the old losing Lions are done. It's a whole new wave. I'm I'm feeling the heat here, and I'm trying not to get too excited about it because I still look at this franchise as Tampa Bay Buccaneers, New York Jets, Cleveland Browns. Look, they're going to win a lot of games when You're, they make you believe they're going they're going to make you pay for they're it. They're going to win a lot of games, uh, and the the true test will be in the playoffs. I also can't unsee something I saw on TikTok. What's that? When Aiden Hutchinson rushes the passer, he looks like Waluigi. Okay. With his arms swelling out. <laughs> I can't unsee that. Okay. I hadn't seen that, but I'll have to go check oh, it out. Oh, it's hilarious. They put the music behind him, and then he's running, and by, I don't know if it's Mario Kart. I don't know what game that is. But, yeah, he's, he flails his arms out real wide, and that's exactly how Aiden Hutchinson rests the passer, nice. and I can't unsee it. Nice. The internet they is are, undefeated. They are absolutely terrifying. And I, I, I mean, put it in, put it in this perspective. If you took, if you took the skill players from the Detroit Lions and you put them with Patrick Mahomes, there wouldn't be a team in the stratosphere that could compete with them. You read that out of the power rankings. I think from I ESPN. did. Yeah, I, I think I did. I don't line. remember. But, but as soon as I read it, I went, yeah, think about that. If you put Amonra St. Brown and Sam Laporta and all those pieces around a better quarterback. It would be unbelievable. Not try to take anything away from Jared Goff because obviously this is the best he's ever been. Mm -hmm. This team's really, really good, mm -hmm. and they're going to win a lot of games. I really reserve my right to to judge the Lions until they get to the playoffs because I it, right now if I had to bet on any team in the NFL, you're definitively going to make the playoffs. It would be the Lions and the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm -hmm. Everybody else, I would at least have one second of. Ooh. okay and that would be the chiefs and basically all the other teams that are left mm -hmm. number five another team that was on by this week the jacksonville jaguars not a lot to say because they didn't play are you buying into it i've been buying into it mm -hmm. i mean that was the team i said before the season they're gonna be the one seed in the afc because you just look at their path to it and it's that play Kansas City, they play San Francisco this week coming off their bye. They got a ton of schedule advantages, and, and I do buy into that team. Yeah. It's hard not to. Um, Travis Etienne. Dog. I mean, that guy has just come into his own. And it's great to see a team that has finally got the – finally got a rhythm going. But I'd like – I mean, I don't know. How do you feel about that receiving core? I feel like it's been underwhelming. Well, Calvin Ridley's been underwhelming, which is why you think that. Okay. Because you were the loudest one I uh, that I know of banging oh, yeah. that drum all offseason. Yeah. He just I mean, he hasn't outside of that first game of the season, he just hasn't been what you expected. Mm -hmm. I could easily see that being different coming out of the bye. 
I, I don't with Jackson Jacksonville's one of those teams that your division should be so easy for you to win that I don't particularly care what Calvin Ridley looks like during the regular season. I want to mm-hmm. see what you look like the last handful of games uh and then in the playoffs. Yeah. Because that's that's what I ponied up the money for. I got to the playoffs last year. Right. I need a go to guy when we get there. So I'm not overly worried about that. Uh another and this is one for the, the Thursday show, and somebody remind the guy that can't remember things more than five minutes down the road. Uh, I want to go back and look at a few years ago and, and prove a point of how close every team could be to contention. You said that same old Lions thing, and it, mm-hmm. it, it triggered it in my head. Of I, I want to do that on the Thursday show. Of Just a, an introspective of how how quickly this league changes. Because there's only a handful of teams that I think are three years away from contention. Most of them, you need two pieces. And we could be talking about you here in the top eight. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for a lot of you, it's quarterback. And that's that's a rare commodity. All right, at number four. The Kansas City Chiefs. Your defense is, is, is good. Mm-hmm. I just have serious reservations about the offense. Because you don't have a go-to guy outside of Travis Kelsey. Right there's there there's there's a piece mess in there and i keep feeling like they want like i feel like it's somebody different every week well right? that's the way it's going to be it should be it should be rasheed rice like he should be the go-to guy well but I mean, I feel you like gotta he, understand what you're asking you're asking a kid that came out of a a, a super spread concept that didn't really know how to run routes mm-hmm you're asking him to be the number one receiver on one of the best teams in the NFL. That's a, that's a very tall ask. You're doing the same thing out of Sky Moore. Now his his system was a little different, but you've got a bunch of guys that do very similar things. Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore, and and Rishi Rice are super similar players. You don't have the the thing that bothers me about Kansas City is you don't have that receiver, a uh, Jacoby Myers. I need seven yards. I need to know you're going to run the right route. I need to know you're, that, that that route is going to hit right to the to the boundary. And when you get to the boundary and it's you on a defender, you're going to be able to move the chains. Mm-hmm. They don't have that guy outside of Travis Kelsey. And if a team can shut that down, which, yes, trust me, I know how, how heavy of an ask that is, it makes this offense look really ordinary. Mm-hmm. Because Miami did a great job of shutting him down. That they did. And the offense looked pedestrian mm-hmm. the defense picked you up and that's the reason you're still up here yeah. it's because you are at a point where your defense can pick you up and you get the bye week this week which is new for them because mm-hmm. it's the defense has been a liability a with a blitzing problem for a long time absolutely uh you get the bye this week and then you get the eagles at home after that uh that's going to be the premier game of the week next no week doubt. uh and that that's that's my Super Bowl preview. Oh, you have them doing it again. I have them doing it again. I don't. I don't because there's two AFC teams I like better than Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. I now there are two better teams or two teams that we like better now. Uh, the, one of these teams I liked better uh, before the season. Mm-hmm. I I I fought for them as hard as I could early in the season. And I'm going to continue doing so. Mm -hmm. As you should. I'm not trying to sway you off of that. And I'm not trying to make the case that Kansas City should be number one still. I'm just saying that's 
That's that's one of those I look at, and that's that's like an AP ranking in college football. Like you're number four, but you got like three first place votes. Like <laughs> like you're just you're you're still right there, and you're not out of it. Obviously, no, you're obviously not out of it. But anybody that tries to tell me that's the number one team in the NFL right now, I'm going to need you to explain that, mm-hmm. and it's going to take a lot of explaining. Yep. and you're going to get a lot of me looking at you like Robert Sala looked at the camera last night, just. Uh, don't know what to do. Ah, you're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. We'll finish out the week 10 power rankings up next with the top three. The Asheville Championship returns to Harris Cherokee Center in Asheville November 10th and 12th. This year's field is the best yet. The Clemson Tigers, Maryland Terrapins, Davidson Wildcats, and the Blazers of UAB. Four exciting matchups with a champion to be crowned at one of the premier early season tournaments in college basketball. For more information and to get your tickets, go to AshevilleChampionship.com. That's AshevilleChampionship.com. It all starts in Asheville November 10th and 12th. Probably sponsored by Ingalls Markets. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. The Sportsocracy. One thing that you're going to have to remember, one most important factor, is to protect your quarterback, me. We're back in the sportsocracy, finishing out a power rankings Tuesday. I'm shocked you in Asheville. Uh, I'm shocked you didn't use the opportunity to come back with your That's stupid button. Breaking news. We it got, is breaking news. Okay. He just said it. Fine, fine. Who's gonna break the news? 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 Trust me, that was not my way of asking for that ridiculous little dance. I mean, it sounded like it. Uh, Coach Mike Vrabel of the Tennessee Titans, Will Levis, your starter for the rest of the season. No. That's a full commitment, and that's exactly what you should have done. Absolutely. That is, that's a good coach. This kind of goes to what I was saying earlier about you asked why do teams not just look at a bad season and roll over and die because most coaches don't have that kind of equity. Mm-hmm. Mike Vrabel's got that kind of equity. And he's tired of playing this game with Ryan Tannehill, who is, I think his bones are made of popsicle sticks. And he looks at Will Levis and goes, that's a legit quarterback. Mm-hmm. Now I need to get him game reps. I need to see how good he actually is. Are the weapons there? No, not really. Is the line there? No, not really. But you also don't play that many really high-level defenses. I don't think the Titans are competitive for a playoff spot in any way. But this is the right call for the franchise. This is why you have stability with a coach because you're making the best decision for the team not to make sure you stay employed. You want to know why bad teams stay bad? That's why. Because you have a constant cycle of Todd Bowles, Adam Gase, Robert Sala. Well, I got to do this or I'm going to get fired. Or maybe you just find a coach and stick with him. Mm -hmm. The exact right move for the Titans. And I'm here for week two telling... All of you that ran your mouths to me, I told you about Will Levis. I told you. 
You thought he was weird because he put mayonnaise in his coffee and because he ate bananas with the rinds on it, which was not true. Yeah, he's real good at football. Got a big arm. We'll see how it goes. Week 10 power rankings. We're up to number three. Five Philadelphia Eagles. Man, you went ugly. Mm-hmm. You are not going to win any beauty contests with how you win football games. Nope. But it works. I don't know that it's Super Bowl level. I, d- I don't know. I, when I watch Philadelphia, I don't see how you're going to beat whoever survives the AFC. I also look around the NFC and go, which one of these teams do I actually think would beat you more than one out of eight times? I mean, Detroit, maybe. Maybe. That's a big maybe. San Francisco, super maybe. And then Dallas. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Philadelphia should Philadelphia should, in all reality, cruise to the NFC championship game. Then you're going to catch somebody's unholy best shot because it's going to be either a team on the backside of a window or a team that's never been here before. And you survive that, you're in the Super Bowl, and you got 60 minutes to prove that you can be that team. Yep. They're, the NFC is awful. Yeah. They are by far and away, or maybe not far and away, but they are they're just away. My number one team in the NFC, Detroit's right behind them uh san francisco in that category as well but it's theirs to lose the nfc is the eagles to lose and hopefully they can keep it together number two i'm trying to build it the spence uh, uh, I, I, I told you which two teams it was mm-hmm. which one's it two mm-hmm. the cincinnati Bengals. yeah I, I you came to my side of thinking on things huh okay. i did because my one is the <laughs> baltimore ravens uh-huh uh-huh. Uh, Chiefs Nation UK. Chiefs uh, are rated the uh, fourth best team in the NFL. Uh, bloody hell. That is that is a phrase we don't hear on this show enough. Is this the IQ of most Jet fans? A, I have no idea what which team I pulled for has anything to do with that. Uh, B, if you're telling me right now you would take the Chiefs against any of those three teams ahead of them on a neutral field, uh, I'll take it. Now, is that going to stay that way all year? I don't know. But right now... I don't want to play the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't want to play the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't play the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm not saying Kansas City's bad. Those four are super close, and there is a huge drop-off to Jacksonville and Detroit. To yep. me. Yep. But I, that's also a team I just watched get dog-walked by the Denver Broncos, so I don't really think that's that untoward. <laughs> uh, no. I, I, and And everybody has those games where you can just kind of forget about it when it's all on the field. These I would almost just love to see us be able to have like a like a like a, like a pool play with these four teams and just watch them beat the hell out of those each other to for me three are clearly and those like, to me are clearly the four best teams in the league mm-hmm. and and look next week things could go super cattywampus and you know what I got the Chiefs at one I got the Eagles at two the Bengals at three and the Ravens at four right there is a path to that I don't know exactly what that path is but there is a path to that Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns beat the Baltimore Ravens. Um, that would probably be enough to put Cincinnati ahead of them, mm-hmm. and then it would you'd have to the other two would have to look really impressive. But, but I mean, for me, basically, power rankings are sectioned off into four team quadrants. Those top four are really good. Mm-hmm. The next four, you're good is good. Two of you are not as impressive as I'm used to. Two of you are brand new to this. Then you get into that. Mm-hmm, I I I kind of believe it tier. 
Then there's two stages of gross. The Jets and the Bucks. It's our teams. It's weird. Our teams just tend to lock arms and yep. skip along together. Mm-hmm. The Baltimore Ravens, we've seen how good they can be, right? Their good is very, very good. As long as they can stay healthy, they're the best team in the NFL, to me, right now. All phases of the game, just a smidge over the Cincinnati Bengals. Because where you can give the Bengals credit for the passing game, obviously, for the quarterback play, all of that, I think Baltimore wins every other battle between the two teams. I don't know. I, I still come back to Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. Good luck. Yep. And I can get after quarterbacks. I think Cam Taylor-Britt is really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. They're all good. Right now, you give me those four, you can have the field. You can have the field, and I'll put anything on it that you want. Yep. You're in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. That'll wrap it up for a Power Rankings Tuesday. Reminder, we will not be with you tomorrow. Tune into the YouTube stream at noon for Jeremy's midseason uh, mock draft. We'll be back with you at noon right here on ESPN Asheville on Thursday. See you then.